0: to city You're number one Don't look no further We've got it all covered City FM Good morning. Good morning Good morning Good
1: morning Good morning
2: Good morning my neighbor. Good morning to life Good
3: morning hey. Music Inspiration in Perspective
4: Express Yourself Good Morning My Neighbor
3: City FM Your Station
4: It's a Refreshing Lifestyle
3: City FM
0: 97.3
5: lema wono e fonko bo gbena e yen la yito ike kamon e kokura nya bana ma wo bo he walema wono e e fonko bo gbena e yen la yito ike kamon e e kokura nya bana ma wachepo bi o she my whole cellophane, Sean, I see. Can you lie to eat a palm oil? Bano. Can you lie to eat a palm Bano.
6: Come on.
7: Welcome to Friday, July 14, 2023. This is the City Breakfast Show live on your dial 97.3 FM. Broadcasting from to every corner of the world. My name is Nathan Kwao. Sitting in for your regular host, Bernard Avle. It's always an honor and a pleasure bringing you the biggest breakfast in town. Why don't you grab a seat and let's have breakfast. Join us on the number 0549-986-996. Hey, hey. On Twitter at City973, hashtag CityCBS. Hey, and of course, you are listening to us live on the internet on citynewsroom.com. Oh, Perez music starting us off.
4: Hey.
5: With a
7: very encouraging tune. Hey, well, hey, lala. Yeah, yeah. Song of strength. Reminding us that that the Lord is with us. It doesn't matter what we are experiencing. There's no need to be worried or fear because the Lord is with us. Start off with our business sense brought to us by ADB. ADB is asking whether or not you are a paid employee or you are a salaried one loan to resolve your financial issues. If you answered yes then ADB is offering you a variety of personal loans including top up loans at significantly reduced interest rates. Now you also enjoy a longer turn of up to 6 years when this offer is open. To non customers, as well, kindly visit the nearest ADB branch or call 030 to or
5: 030
7: to further <laughs> inquiries ADB, the People's Bank, ADB, truly a great and more. Now Business Sense today comes from uh, Norman Schwarzkopf Who says leadership is a potent combination of strategy and character But if you must be without one Be without the strategy Leadership is a potent combination of strategy and character But if you must be without one Be without the strategy now somebody said this is quite strange of course you need the tool for anything to work strategy or a plan an idea of how you want to operate and the character to keep you going the character to help you stay true to to your virtue stay true to your principle the character to create the discipline to keep going but Norman Schwarzkopf says look if you have to be without one be without the strategy now character is what makes the strategy work now if you have integrity you are selfless and you've got great moral fiber ultimately people will align the team will align everybody will execute well because they are disciplined and they stay wedded to the dream and vision and they've built their character to work ultimately if that is in place it's almost easy or almost innate to craft a strategy Because essentially what you need is the will to keep persevering, the discipline to keep doing, and the morality to stay true to your virtue and not do untoward things. It doesn't matter in which field we are talking about. So of course, the ideal situation is to have character and strategy. But if you have to forego one, Forgo strategy, have character. Because that's what builds you. That is what will ensure that you can succeed at every turn. And really that's what strategy essentially is. Keeping you in the right place so you succeed. So if you have character, you can stay true to that cause. And in the end, you win. Without character, your team will not believe in your mission Or follow your lead Think about that That's our business sense For the morning Proudly brought to us By ADB ADB The People's Bank ADB truly A great and more
2: This is the City Breakfast Show The city's biggest Conversation
3: Trauma straight, take control of your mind and meditate, let your soul gravitate to the love, y'all. y'all. People killing, people dying, children hurting, you hear them crying, can you practice what
8: you preach, and won't you turn the other cheek, father, father,
4: father, help us, and some guidance from above, These people got me, got me questioning.
3: War's going on, but the reasons undercover. The truth is kept secret it's swept under the rug. If you never know truth, then you never know love. What's the love, y'all? Come on, I don't know. What's the truth, y'all? Come on, I don't know. What's the love, y'all? Of
0: oh, killing people, dying, children hurt, pain, and crying. Can
8: you practice what you preach? And don't
4: you turn the other cheek? by the fight.
7: still listening to the CT Breakfast Show. Coming up next is a newspaper review brought to us by Goyle.
0: of us only care about money making selfishness got us now
7: girl is asking what do you do when you run out of fuel in your vehicle do you just top up anywhere don't do that
4: let's introduce
7: you to the girl good energy family and why you must be part girl has the super xp run 95 and diesel xp they are the best quality fuels with high performance in town for your vehicle Goyal has over 440 stations across the country. Join the family that rewards you with quality for an energized driving experience. Goyal, good energy. Goyal, yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: The, the segment is
7: also brought to us by Fidelity Bank. Fidelity Bank has fantastic news for those who live and work at Oyarefa. Ghana's largest privately owned bank, Fidelity Bank, has opened a brand new branch at Oyarefa, is at the Owusu Ansar Junction and is set to let you enjoy the range of top notch banking services and experience superior customer service in a delightful and inviting environment we look forward to serving you Fidelity Bank Believe with us
3: Overseas yeah we trying to stop terrorism but we still got terrorists here living in the USA the big CIA What's wrong with the world mama people living like they ain't got no mama. I think the whole Addicted to the drama Only attracted to things That'll bring the trauma Overseas, yeah, we trying to stop terrorism But we still got terrorists here living In the USA, the big sea Send
7: your messages on 05-499-86996
3: What's wrong with the world, mama? People living like they ain't got no Friday, July
7: 14, 28 20- 23 we're almost what we're halfway through july i guess yeah
3: we trying to stop terrorism but we
7: seventh month of the year so we are in the other half of the year
3: eye. all
7: kinds of interesting things happening in terms of the news mama. we'll get into that no mama. on the newspaper review the guys are here, Go it, is here. Richard the last guy is also here Bring the guys good morning how are we doing it's a friday Charlie. it's
9: a
10: Friday. <laughs>
7: <Yes>. <laughs>
9: Yeah! Friday, I feel I feel afraid. Afraid.
10: yeah. We love Friday. Friday is a good Friday. Yeah. We love
9: Friday. Yes! Yeah, yeah, yes. Good me. morning, Nathan. Hi. Hi, so hi. I like your top. It's like uh, jeans. Yeah. I have comfortable friends. You know. Yeah. Stylish. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, oh, this <laughs> so is nice. Have to
7: look, you know. You have to look yeah. To go. So
9: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is, is, is he on the part to do my gossip? No, he's on that man. He's that man. Do my gossip. I need to check with you. <laughs> 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 this is the way you are wording. That's <laughs> why I'm not giving some of our <laughs> no, <laughs> through, you a but, <laughs> sir, yesterday, Parliament uh-huh. people have changed everything. Charlie, uh-huh. the, the, the idea is to make
11: Parliament a more robust institution, uh, holding the executive accountable mm-hmm. and then also to improve upon its output mm-hmm. because some of the things get lost in committees and all of that. So, they want to create more committees, realign the committees. Uh, so that they can address specific things. For example, the committee that will deal with constitutional bodies. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, th- That's a good thing because c- the constitution has created specific institutions. So the electoral commission, for instance, mm-hmm. you would expect that this committee will be supervising.
9: Or perhaps... Mm-hmm. The appropriations. I want, yeah, I don't want you to use supervising. Yeah, that's a dangerous way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, supervising is not a cool way. But I mean, yeah, the one, the, the, my favourite one. East, collaborate and with with the East. means? <laughs> Parliament has <laughs> a waste the <a> means, <laughs> <laughs> no, that does not mean what we think it does. <laughs> I'm sure you'll give us details later, Sky. Anyway, Nathan, yes. let me take the front page at the Telegraph. Gap. Ways okay, and yes. Means. <laughs> now I football. Oh. I know they follow it. Ways Means is a football. I want to be chair of the Ways <laughs> and Means. very soon, they will add touching committee. <laughs> Do you know touching committee? Has a folk set up touching committee? Long time you ago. Want. It's a, it's a parliamentary body. <laughs> we will teach you about this later. Okay. There's also know touching committee. Uh-huh. They will tell you about touching committee. <laughs> you don't want to be invited or visited by the touching committee. Really? What really is touching? What happens? It is touching. That's it. <laughs> World Bank supports reforms with $900 million. Mm. First touch expected in November UGMZ to establish units for trial of medicines. That is fantastic news. Mm -hmm. Police will play a role in free elections. IGP assures Equa's elections team. Okay. Let me take you to the Ghanaian Times. Big story says PAC cracks the whip.
11: Officials of 12 GES offices land in hot water. Face prosecution over 1 million Ghana city procurement breaches. Comes with a photograph of my good friend, Dr. James. Kluce Avedji, who is the Member of Parliament for the Ketu North constituency, also on the front page this morning, Supreme Court decides child rights suit on street children on November 22. Mm -hmm. Also, Council of State to be rebuilt at six million Ghana cities. Let's just convert the thing into the upper chamber of Parliament, because the current (laughs) <laughs> frame of the council of state they are not really in some way and then dr Opuni goes to the supreme court challenges court of appeal verdict and
9: literary uh giant has fallen president mons Ama Ata Edu. front page of the herald newspaper education mm-hmm. minister buffer Stokes ceo in shadow boxing mm. over deaths old food suppliers the gongo story misses the front page of the paper the herald and Others win 800,000 Ghana city defamation case after a seven year trial. That's a long, a long trial. Wow. Let me take you to the uh, Ghanaian, uh, the Finder,
11: which says Ghana will forever be grateful to Professor Ataedu for her tremendous contributions to Ghana, the President of the Republic talking there. Bagbing sets up seven member committee to probe leaked IGP tape. Also the front page this morning, L B. LGBTQ is evil and abominable to our values. National House of Chiefs quoted here are speaking. And Dr. Ankara hints of Clear Vision to Transform Ghana. Okay. And this matter that uh, Godfrey has been talking about IJM police falsely branding kids as trafficking victims, according to BBC Africa. 9.
9: Front page of the Daily Guide uh, The funeral of the late Professor Amata is on the front page. Uh, the story. Uh, the upcoming uh, decision on street kits mm. seems to have made it to most of the front pages. Uh, cop found dead with bullet wounds. Oh, oh, oh. Mm. Chinese Galaxy suspect attempts suicide mm. in prison. Let me take you to the Chronicle. Minister Derry
11: made Ganja Master. Parliament gives him power to issue license for cultivation of weed for medicinal purposes. But what is this, Ganja?
9: <laughs> 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 but is it Ganja? <laughs> no, no, is it seriously? That's where the... <laughs> the education that is supposed to be provided, uh, like Nanajima provided yesterday, yeah. um, should have helped the coroner. Yeah, it's not Ganja. Yeah. Ganja is an entirely different matter.
7: <laughs> ganja master.
11: <laughs> <laughs> After forcing false motion to remove judge, um And then also revo- resolving land dispute. Efutu Gomoa
9: chiefs agree to roadmap for peace. from page the Republic Press national nuisance. Migrants beggars resurface a year after repatriation. And they've put uh, some photos here alongside yeah. uh, the Minister of Gender, Children and Social Protection, Haji Bazuera Abudu. Kenya Japan goes hard on MPP again. We will resist any attempt to privatize Tor. Minority to government. The Inquisitor says this morning, plot to
11: oust is um, slaking IGP. Slaking IGP. Hmm. (laughs) Some more. How, why audio was leaked? Uh, Apparently, they have some details of um, this matter. Bufferstock CEO speaks. We don't owe any supplier over two years' arrears. And then, (laughs) Aferno marking lease delegation to chiefs in Central Region to resolve land
9: disputes and the opening story also making the front page this morning i'll wrap up um with the Ghanaian publisher and the bnft national security refutes forced repatriation claims at the front page of the Ghanaian publisher afenyo okay. marking leads mps to visit gomwa efutu chiefs okay and let me
11: uh, bring you the daily analyst uh, quickly don't privatize toll minority warns government <coughs> because yesterday they announced that they were privatizing a number of things and I was saying on the, what the papers are saying, that if they start selling small, small things... <laughs> <where it> <laughs> do... <laughs> They'll start getting into the big Now, we are not forcefully repatriating Burkinaabe refugees. National Security Ministry debunks reports. And then also, Kolebu performs kidney tra- transplant.
9: That's a beautiful story That's of amazing. what we, Ghanaians can do. And the front page of the BNFT, fast-track legislation to curb illicit financial flows, Dr. Adam. And in health... Dr. Exodus surges as Western countries lure them with attractive salaries.
7: Mm. Yeah. Okay. If you go online, citynewsroom.com says, Badbin sets up seven-member committee to probe leaked IGP tape. If you stay with parliament, it says, um, Ato Fosin accuses judge of bias in his criminal trial. Asks her to recuse herself. Media reports on ECOWAS court ruling on the Japa deal misleading. That's according to Dr. Mantiao. And court dismisses Reverend Kusi Kusibuateng's case against Ablakwa. And if you go to Asin Breku, two lynched burned to death for allegedly killing 63-year-old woman. That's a very, very troubling story there. Um, if you go to citybusinessnews.com, they also have some stories on their portal as well. Savings and loans companies receive um, assurance from BOG to resolve NPLs aggrieved customers of gold coast fund management threatened to picket at the finance ministry and professor gachi cautions government against attempts to advance money from contingency farm uh, contingency fund Mm. and uh, ecg disconnects Musa hamat banana farm and treasure island hotel over debts Mm. (laughs) some way other stories if you go to um other portals. if you go to my joy on... Let, okay, let's go to citysportonline.com before we head out. Um, they also have some stories there. Black satellites eliminated at group stage of the Wafu Under 20 Boys Cup. Charlie, uh,
11: Charlie, Charlie some way.
7: <laughs> <laughs> Richard <laughs> Ofori has signed a two-year extension with Orlando Pirates. Yeah. But the biggest story is Ghana to face Mali, Comoros, and others in Group I. Of the African uh, version of the World Cup qualifiers It will start later this year If you go to myjoyonline.com They also have um, some stories on their portal And uh, men, Mary Chinri Hesse has been reappointed As University of Ghana Chancellor Eugene Ahin announces his decision to contest a Wutu Senior West MPP Parliamentary Primaries And there's a picture of his uh, poster here and other stories, seven-member special committee to probe IGP leaked tape. And three, to contest Akan MPP pres- uh, parliamentary primaries. Mm-hmm. Um, that That's on onlinecom And if you go international, um, the BBC um, has some stories. Let me get that. Yes, Hollywood actors walk out over and AI worries mm-hmm. so Hollywood is now talking about AI mm-hmm. and I saw bodies dumped from lorry into mass grave I'll, get, I'll give you details and India set to launch historic moon mission Wow. So, the Indians also want to touch the lunar surface, mm-hmm. as it turns out there. Okay. All right, let's get into the stories. Yeah. Where do we want to begin? IGP?
11: Yeah, well, it's a story that's making headlines um, okay. across the newspapers. No problem. Let, let um, me,
7: let's, I think we should start from citynewsroom.com, because they, they have that story too. Mm-hmm. There. Let's see what... That website is saying, and it says the Speaker of Parliament, Mm. um, Alban Badbin, has directed the establishment of a seven-member special committee to investigate a leaked tape containing alleged plans by the government to remove the IGP Dr. George Akufidampire from office in an attempt to manipulate the upcoming 2024 general elections. The decision to form the committee comes in response to a demand by the Minority Caucus of Parliament who called for a thorough probe to determine the authenticity and credibility of the leaked tape. The committee will consist of three members of parliament from each side of the house along with the assistance of the technical expert to support their work so that's what parliament is is saying at okay. least that's what the speaker has directed or called for
11: yeah just uh quickly some comments on the floor parliament yesterday if you go to page six of the finder mr james agarga the ranking member on the committee for defense and interior uh, said such declarations uh passed for treason so basically the, the claims that were you know reportedly made on this um um, the tape in, in, in question now he called for urgent action to be taken by the government to deal with elite audio Hatching a plot to remove the IGP um, in elite audio and then he goes on um, to to say that a, rec- a Man claiming to be a high-ranking police officer with the rank of a commissioner of police who called himself You know name the name uh, has been heard uh, with a politician who described himself as uh-huh. And then, you know, plotting to uh, remove the IGP. And he goes on to provide
9: some other details. Except- Let me take you to uh, a parliamentarian mm-hmm. who was in court yesterday mm-hmm. on page 27 of the Daily Graphic National Cathedral. Reverend Boatin fails to gag Ablaqua. <laughs> 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 okay, so the Human Rights Division of the Accra High Court has dismissed an application by Reverend Victor Kusi aka Kwabena Jenfi, which sought to restrain the Member of Parliament for not Tongs and from discussing him in relation to the National Cathedral Project. Uh, in a judgment yesterday, the court presented over by, Mr. by Justice Barbara. Tete Chawi mm-hmm. Held that an application on Article 33 implied the enforcement of a human right of a personal entity with personal interest. According to the court, the two distinctive identities, mm-hmm. Reverend Victor Kusibuati mm, yep. and Kwabnedu Dujenfi, meant it was not clear mm-hmm. which of the two identities sought. Yep the enforcement of human rights. And this is something that we will nice. deal with later on. It's a very, very, very... That's, daily Graphic, I've written it as if it's normal. Yeah. It is not normal. That's a correct statement of the law. <laughs> we, will, we are not sure who even the human being And we <laughs> will <laughs> deal with this matter in okay. detail later okay. on. Okay. Now, on page 26 <laughs> of the same paper, um, yesterday, Amari Tehidu goes home. Mm-hmm. Uh, a solemn and befitting state burial service was held yesterday at the forecourt of The state house in Accra for the illustrious Ghanaian poet, playwright, and academician Professor Amata Edu, who died on May 31 at 81. Mm. In attendance was President Namadu Kufuado, former President John Dramani Mahama, the AU uh, High Representative for Silencing the Guns, Dr. Ibn Chambers, and a uh, list of other dignitaries, officiated by a large routine of clergy led by the presiding bishop. Of the Methodist Church of Ghana, Most Reverend Dr. Paul Boafu, so attracted ministers of state and MPs. Oh, yeah. Reading a tribute, President Kufuadu quoted an African saying, that, quote, every time an elder dies, library burns with him, meaning yeah. when an elder passes on, some amount of stored knowledge disappears. And it was a very touching um, um, yeah. um, 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 a funeral. Uh, in the stories, a photo of Kina Nanajwa mm-hmm. uh, Kuesiwa Likimani, the daughter and also the grandchildren of the late professor Amata edo yeah that's um, that's um, a good one that's a
11: good one she was given a befitting burial yesterday <clears> and, <throat> uh, yeah may her soul rest in perfect peace and we continue to have the thoughts like, like a family in our thoughts yeah, and 30s. pray for them uh, let me take you to the 13 of the Ghanaian times there are stories there dealing with the pac so the first one says council of state offers to be rebuilt at 6 million Ghana cities. <laughs> and then we have another one that says park cracks whip. Mm-hmm. Let me take the first one on the Council of State. Uh, Jonathan Donko says the frontage and some aspects of the Council of State Office building near Parliament House in Accra are to be pulled down and rebuilt at an estimated cost of 6 million Ghana cities. Now this is because the building completed in 2016 at the cost of 4.6 million Ghana cities is said to have been uh, constructed out of plan and Unfit for purpose due to challenges, including insufficient space in the meeting room. Hey,
9: if you, we, we the building was done in 2016, 2016,
11: and we are going to rebuild. It <laughs> we in are going to pull, 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 pull parts of the building or you know structures there down so we can. If somebody, so the question is, what was the terms of the contract? Uh, yeah. If the people act out, you know, what's the word? <laughs> if the guys who were supposed to contract the thing, they didn't, story, do a good job. they didn't do a good job. Mm-hmm. Make sure that the proper thing is that, why are you going to bail us for it? The acting executive secretary of the council, uh, Stephen Blay, told the Public Accounts Committee of Parliament in Accra on Wednesday that the communication system in the room deprived them of privacy during meetings, while the facility also lacked and a seaway pri- system <sighs> and, and, and private places of convenience.
9: Wow!
7: Ah, how is this even possible? For a council of state of, of <laughs> <family. laughs> we who, who was the contractor?
9: Yeah, we, we have to look into this matter. If I wish uh, to send a reporter there that, yes,
11: to go yeah, and look into him. this matter. Because we cannot accept this thing.
7: No,
9: no, the, no, no.
11: The Garden no Times is not telling us, you know, the... the They're effectively hey. saying
7: that the office was built without all these Yeah, things. how can you build an office and like that? And yet a, the, for the council of State? was yeah. paid for the Council near of State. Near Parliament House, near GFA. Uh, and, and then also, look,
11: why in this day and age, let's move past this whole idea of these guys sitting in secrecy and making decisions or uh, advising the president let us at least know what is going into the advice they provide to the president. Mystify it. Yeah, and and I also take the view that, look, the council, we should move past them. Let's convert that chamber into the upper chamber of parliament, if we must. Because we continue to elect them. The president keeps sending them, go and represent me here, go and represent me here. Let's find a more useful purpose for, for, for their existence, with the greatest respect to all the distinguished men and women who are there. <laughs> yeah. Respectfully. Okay. Me- yeah. 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 Meanwhile, <laughs> Page 12 of the paper says, PSE cracks the whip. Mm-hmm. And, um, That's the Public Accounts Yes, Public Accounts Committee. Still on, on, on Parliament. Now, the management of 12 education service uh, offices in six regions are to face prosecution over procurement breaches amounting to 1.028700.91 Ghana cities. Now, it gives you the details. They comprise district and the municipal offices in Temer, Lejecuku and Ga central in the greater Accra, Ibuakon north in the eastern region, Tumu in the upper west region, Hohwe in Volta, Sekhi, uh, Joaboso. Our wing and Sefia in the western north, and Sikuma Odobimbra Kwa and Hemang in the central region. Now, the chairman of the public accounts committee, the Honorable James Kluce referred them to the attorney general's office yesterday in Accra at the committee's meeting. Apparently, they have broken the law allegedly, and they want the attorney general. Two
9: quick stories. Oh. So, on mm-hmm. the page two the daily guide, the Supreme Court will on November 22 this year decide whether or not the presence and plight of street children is constitutional and lawful. Uh, this is uh, a case brought before it by Child Rights International, this executive director, Bright Apia. Yeah, so, November 22, we will look out for that. They are seeking a significant uh, change in a lot of things there. Now, on the front page of the Republic press mm-hmm. they are reporting also national news as uh Accra residents have expressed worries over the resurgence of beggars at roundabouts and strategic locations in the city despite the government's pledge to evacuate them mm-hmm. the public press has observed that beggars colony has resurfaced comfortably in the medias of major roads in the capital mm-hmm. so these are the two stories and um, yeah yeah okay uh, now th- this matter of the um the
11: what do you call it the cannabis the Ghanaian Chronicle <laughs> is saying that Minister Derrick made Ganja Master. And uh, basically restating the what has happened. But what, what basically is important to me is the opinion of the Ghanaian find the finder this morning. I don't yes, know why. I yeah, the opinion, the uh, editorial. And they're saying that we for medicinal industrial purposes require strict supervision. Basically, their argument, which we, we made here yesterday mm-hmm. and, and, and previously, is that we should not allow this one to give room for the old one. <laughs> so under the guise of the, the lawful one, uh, people are producing what is a, a, a problem. And, uh, for instance, they say, they say that cultivation of medicinal cannabis is going to provide employment and other benefits such as its use in managing diseases. The new legislation can put Ghana in a position to benefit from the current cannabis industry. Therefore, policymakers should implement a registration regime that will favor local investors and farmers to reduce illegal production. The regulatory framework should establish a well-equipped agency that will supervise
9: production and search research into him. Two stories Mm -hmm. again to wrap up from my side daily graphics back page stop deporting burkinabe refugees UNHCR edges government the Ministry of uh, (coughs) National Security has created allegations so, the UNHCR has called on the government to cease the repatriation of Burkinabi citizens who are seeking safety and protection mm. in the country. It said the expulsions, which mainly involved women and children, amounted to violation of the non reformment principle and guaranteed access to the territory and asylum to nationals of Burkina Faso seeking international protection. Mm. Uh, uh, the Ministry of National Security has refuted media reports yeah. and publications that suggest a deliberate and targeted operations spearheaded by the Ghana armed forces to forcibly repatriate Burkinabi refugees. From Ghana, so that's one story, and then on page two of the BNFT, mm-hmm. at least three medical doctors uh, vacated their post at the Kolibu Teaching Hospital Department of Surgery for greener pastures on a monthly basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, the department's head, Professor J.E. Mensa, has told the BNFT, uh, Professor Mensa said the phenomenon, which, also mm-hmm. is, which is also dying, other departments of the hospital began peaking uh, during the advent of COVID 19 mm-hmm. till. Date.
7: Okay. okay. All right. Uh, Let's uh, let me give you two quick stories. One is in the Finder. It says Atamius Library to operate in three months mm-hmm. as tourist and intellectual center. Now, uh, Mamdev Ghana Limited, the contractor in charge of the Professor Atamius Presidential Library in Cape Coast, has eventually handed over the facility to the government for renovation and commissioning. Mm-hmm. The facility is now in the hands of the Ghana Tourism Authority. ...the Ghana Museums and Monuments Board... ...and the Ghana Library Authority... ...who have resolved to get it running... ...within three months. So that's the lowdown there. Mm. But on a sadder tone... um, ...there was a crash... ...on the Accra Cape Coast Highway yesterday... ...and two passengers... ...as of the time... ...the report was written by Calvis Tete... ...were in critical condition... ...while 55 others sustained minor injuries... Following a multi vehicle crash at the Gomwa Otrekun junction oh, yes. on the Accra oh, Cape yes. Coast That's stretch. Cool. Now, if That's you cool. remember, hmm. I think there was a crash not too long ago yep. at oh, that yeah. spot because Otrekun was in the news. Now, the crash involved three vehicles a Utong bus, an articulated truck, hmm. and a Honda CRV. Oh, my okay, now all the passengers, according to the police source, all the passengers in the Utong bus were traveling from Ho en route to Cote d'Ivoire. And the driver of the Honda CRV, uh, he spoke to the media and indicated that the articulator was engaged in wrongful overtaking and that ultimately led to the crash. And
11: quickly, staying in that part of the country, resolving land dispute, efutu Gumwa chiefs agreed to roadmap for peace. And Nanabinin Jojo Emisa writing says that three paramount chiefs whose traditional areas are affected by the raging Gumoa and Efutu land disputes and litigations... Have uh, played their readiness <coughs> to resolve the issue amicably to allow peace to prevail. Now, the traditional authorities have therefore assured their respective members of parliament and chief executives who are working to have the unpassed resolved of their unflinching commitments to assisting them to have the issues settled. Uh, this happened when the deputy majority leader in parliament, a member of parliament for the Efu constituency, led a delegation
9: to the chiefs mm-hmm. on the you. And on page 20 of the Daily Graphic, there's a really educative article on Adabraka. Hey, Where we yeah, are located, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, by Gillette Echasafo, so you can find it. I did not know mm-hmm. that the Accra City campus mm-hmm. is in Adabraka. Oh, really? Yes, the university, uh, the uh, Accra University, okay. is in Adabraka. Really? Okay. Okay. That's AUCC that is in Adabraka. Yeah,
7: AUCC is in Adabraka.
9: Yeah, that one well, I, but I, the I, other side. I the other side extended oh, that no, far. No, it so read it for twenty eight.
7: Okay, of the daily graphic. The famous yes. twenty-eight. <laughs> Thank you so so much. That was a newspaper review uh brought to us by Fidelity Bank and Goyle. Coming up next is the City Business News.
6: Unleashing the
7: power of relevant radio.
6: This is City ninety-seven point three. Still listening
7: to the City Breakfast Show. Coming up next is the City Business News brought to us by MTN. It's a new world of doing business and your business shouldn't be left out. It's time to get a Momo for business today to accept payment from over 15 million Momo customers. All you need is a business registration certificate and your Ghana card. You can dial star 5051 hash and follow the prompts or apply online at momomerchantapplication.mtn.com.gh. Report any frontline charges using the Momo app available on the Play Store and the App Store. Now let's get into the city business news with Vivian Loco.
12: Hello and welcome to the breakfast edition of City Business News brought to you by MTN and Goyle and is also powered by citybusinessnews.com. I start with the IMF because the National House of Chiefs is asking the government to make judicious use of the 3 billion bailouts secured from the International Monetary Fund. Another major concern of the Chiefs is that the credit facility should spare development and ensure fiscal stability. Now speaking at a meeting in Kumasi in the Ashanti region the President of the National House of Chiefs charged the government to ensure that the program's conditionalities do not stifle the growth of businesses and other productive sectors of the economy. I
13: know that the MF program always comes with conditionalities aimed at addressing the underlying economic challenges and promoting structural reforms and fiscal discipline. The conditionalities usually include reduced expenditure and increased revenue, warranting additional tax burden on the populace. We are pleading with government to implement the program and its conditionalities in a manner that creates better conditions for businesses and the vulnerable people living on the margins of society so they can thrive and blossom. The private sector remains the engine of growth, and government should create favorable conditions for its growth.
12: To some other stories, Finance Minister Ken Ofereta has outlined the government's strategic approach to attract investments and propel the nation's economic growth. Emphasizing the importance of interlocking key growth-oriented programs with Africa's aspirations, the minister unveiled a comprehensive plan known as the Ghana Mutual Prosperity Agenda. Addressing a diverse group of domestic and external investors, the minister underscored the government's unwavering commitment to positioning Ghana as as an attractive investment destination.
14: From a strategic standpoint, we intend to leverage on these engagements and therefore also launch a Ghana mutual prosperity dialogue agenda to ensure both domestic and external investors remain at the core of our growth. How does Ghana become the most important uh, we call it MICE uh, meeting, investments, conferencing and exhibition centre Um, on the continent. How do we support our ease of doing business? How do we attract people into this country? And this will then require um, infrastructure such as what um, um, Dr. Edu and your chairman and board have envisioned um, for us in Ghana. To move from where we were in 1960 to create an infrastructure that would really invite people and put us in a good place um, to take advantage of the AFCFTA.
12: Finance Minister Ken Ophoriach still on investments. The Ghana Investment Promotion Centre says it is working with its partner agencies to attract investors who have the potential to transform the local economy. The Investment Centre maintains that the key direction for the growth of the economy should be value-added production. Here is the Chief Executive of the Ghana Investment Promotion Centre Yofi Grant.
15: As a region, it's very important that we take advantage of the AFCFTA because it virtually puts us into one tariff-free block that we can optimize to bring about wealth creation on the continent. Admittedly, if you look at the business environment of the continent, only about some 480 companies on the continent generate revenues of $1 billion a year. And of of that 480, significantly a lot of them are multinationals. And so it's about time that we actually facilitate real indigenous growth on our grounds. And of course, as you all well know, the direction that Ghana has chosen under the maximum of a Ghana beyond aid is to add value to our raw materials and resources. And so even as we go out to attract investors, we are attracting investors who we believe strategically can enable us to add value to our mineral resources.
12: Chief Executive Officer of the Ghana Investment Promotion Centre, Yufi Grant. Let's find out how the city is performing this morning. Let's go to the back for an exchange market where banks trade among themselves. The dollar stayed at 11 cities. The British pound gained the peswa is at 14 cities, 4 peswas, The euro gained the peswa as well, selling at 12 cities, 3 peswas. If you go to some forex bureaus across the capital, Accra, the dollar could be sold to you at 11 cities, 75 pesos, the British pound at 14 Cedis 30 pesos, and the euro still at 13 Cedis. Let's now join Gillian Ham of Data Bank on the topic, Understanding the Difference Between Market Risk and Specific Investment Risk.
6: The risks associated with investing generally fit into one of two categories, market risk or specific investment risk. Market risk is the risk of your investment declining in value because of economic developments or events that affect the entire market. The COVID pandemic is one example of that. Specific investment risk, on the other hand, is a risk that relates to a specific company or group of companies that form a certain sector on the stock market. So an example could be companies that trade in cryptocurrency. The risk associated with these types of companies is very different from the risks associated with pharmaceutical companies or oil marketing companies. The value of your investment can also change over time. Sometimes, without warning, we call this volatility. For example... An investment that has a fairly consistent value is considered low volatility. Investments that gain or lose quickly have high volatility and are considered riskier. There are many ways to deal with market volatility, such as having the right mix of assets, ignoring short-term losses, or getting advice from an investment advisor. Keep in mind, however, that if you only invest in the lowest risk investments, your money might not keep pace with inflation which may result in you not achieving an important financial goal.
12: Julian Hammer of Data Bangle. That's it for the breakfast edition of City Business News, brought to you by MTN and Girl, also powered by citybusinessnews.com. My name is Vivin Kai Loco. Do have a good business day.
2: This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation.
7: 12 minutes after 7. Coming up next is the City Business Edition, but before that, sending money to Nigeria has never been this easy, convenient and exciting. Through the new Pan-African Payment and Settlement System, you can send and receive money to and from Nigeria in minutes for business and personal purposes. All you have to do is visit any FBN bank branch nationwide with your cash and your money is next door in no time. To receive money, all you need is an FBN account. Aside Nigeria, you can also send and receive money to and from Liberia and the Gambia. For more information um, on the Pan-African Payment and Settlement System, call 596 921 FBN Bank, you first. Now, the Vodafone the demo promo is finally here. Receive up to 20% of your money back in your Vodafone cash wallet when you recharge with 5 cities or more. Here's some more reasons to keep your conversations going with the Edemu promo. You can even send credit to a friend, and they too will receive up to twenty percent instant cash. The higher you recharge, the more you get back. Keep reloading in the Edemu promo and win with Vodafone. Vodafone, fair that together. Coming up, coming up next is the City Business Edition, and today we are giving you a repeat of one of our our conversations during the City Business Festival. I'll bring you a playback of our chat with dr andrew zayuku of the upsc on uh, building a strong sme brand it was part of our city business festival conversations in the month of june and we are giving you a rerun this morning it's all part of the city business edition coming right up enjoy
0: Please wait, please wait, please wait, the I get my new
16: Welcome to our second week of the City Business Festival, our on-air series focusing on various aspects of business. This week, we're talking about SMEs, small and medium-sized businesses, and we're discussing many things that have to do with them. Today, I'll be looking at how to build a strong SME brand. And I'm very privileged to have Dr. Andrews Ayuku. He's with the Graduate School of Business at the University of Professional Studies, Accra. He has a portfolio which includes entrepreneurship, teaches business strategy, is into innovation, and is agreed to speak to us on how to help SMEs build a strong brand. Doc, thanks for joining us. Good morning. Thank you. Good morning, Bernard. It's good to have you. What do you do at UPSA?
1: So at UPSA, I'm the coordinator for the MBA program on entrepreneurship and innovation, where the focus is to equip student entrepreneurs, whether you are running your business or whether you want to start out your business or when you want to scale up a business. We equip you with the necessary skills and tools to enable you to run a business that has a model and a strategy that identifies customers' needs and you have a solution, you have a value proposition that meets the needs of those customers. And Bernard, one of the things that we do in collaboration with the Catholic University of Milan is that when you finish the MBA program, we we'll teach you how to pitch. We help you to raise funds and we take you to Milan. So we are recruiting, you can call me anytime and I'm ready to it's support. It's interesting
16: because I've spoken to say. There are many things you can teach, but to be an entrepreneur is not something you are taught. It's something that's innate or that you learn on the road. Exactly. So I find it quite interesting that there's a program at the graduate level teaching entrepreneurship. How practical is the course and how different is that from normal classroom teaching?
1: So for, 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 for the MBA in entrepreneurship and innovation, we don't teach entrepreneurship, we train entrepreneurs. Okay. So we do courses like the business model design, we do courses like design thinking, we do courses that help the students to think, to develop business models that are sustainable, to think about businesses and the social implications. Set tools, you get it from experienced people. So students have mentors, they have business coaches, and almost half of our lecturers are business people, so they come to class. We add on to already what they know, and we give them the tools, we give them the templates, we give them anything at all that they need to be successful. Especially in this Ghanaian market, where the competition, Bernard,
16: will just take you off. Wonderful. We're here talking about building strong SME brands with Dr. Andrews Ayiku. So, what is a brand as a starting point?
1: As a starting point, a brand represents your business reputation your business the service you offer your business logo one of the things we need to understand is that when a customer thinks about your company they think about your brand they think about what you offer your identity and the brand bernard is what distinguishes you from the competition from the market so when i enter a shop what will make me pick your water brand what is because of the reputation that the brand exhibits. So basically when you talk about a brand, you talk about a unique identity that distinguishes a company, products and services from the market. Mm -hmm. And this can be represented by various elements like the name, the logo, the design, the symbols, the colors, and especially the customer experience. Mm. Customer experience now defines what brand your company is serving on the market. So, generally, how do you build a brand? You build a brand by undertaking a research to understand the customers. But seriously, for some time, now, what I've been telling my entrepreneurs is that if you really want to understand your customer, identify your competitors' customer, what they offer. If you're able to understand what your competitors offer your current customer, you'll know how to serve them. Secondly, in building a brand, think about focus and personality. You see people, they run businesses and they do everything. They don't have a niche market. They sell to everybody. If you are not disciplined and you are not focused, your company your company will never have a personality. Thirdly, I need people to think through it. When you are choosing a name for the brand, for your business, you have to be very careful. The, the brand name needs to resonate with the customer. The customer goes online and types the name that you have. What, what, what is it associated with? So in building brands, it's not just coming up and say I have a business, I want to do A, B, C, D. No, you need to understand the slogan. You need to understand the colors. And the most important thing now is the font size. space volumes about the brand that you are building. So in building a brand across the various products and services that you are selling, you need to understand who is your customer. Why are you selling to the customer? And why would the customer switch from its current products and come to you is because of the brand.
16: Why do SMEs need to even talk about branding in the first place?
1: SMEs need to talk about branding because that is their only credibility. You are not in the shop to explain your product and service to every customer. The only thing you have is the brand. So if your brand is not credible and not trustworthy, who will buy it from you? If your brand... If you are an SME, you don't think about how do I differentiate myself from the market? If I want soap, why should I buy soap? If I want yogurt, why should I buy your yogurt? If I want oats, why should I buy your oats? It is the brand that will differentiate. That's why when you enter, no matter where your product is placed on the shelf, the customer will go and pick you up. The customer looks for brands. And you, uh, as an, an entrepreneur, as an SME, you need to think about the emotional connection. there's something that customers appreciate customers appreciate the time the effort and emotions you attach in delivering products to them so today ask yourself am i delivering products based on time effort and emotions or am i selling to the customer or i think the customer will come why not for my the businesses i do business coaching for told me that andy are you aware that in ghana anytime it rains and you are delivering company you are in big trouble Mm -hmm. why don't ghanese eat when it rains i said listen identify the customers who will buy from you when it is raining mm-hmm. those customers need to be emotionally attached to you that when there is a price increase they understand the current condition you find yourself mm. if you are not emotionally attached to your, your client then forget it another reason why an SME needs a brand is for premium pricing Bernard mm. how do you price your products it's based on the perception that the customer have. Mm. So there are times people will have to organize meetings at certain places because of the perception. So the brand helps you to price. So if you tell me hey, any time people come and I tell them the price, they complain. It's because you don't have the brand. Mm. It's because they see you as a cheap product. And finally, an SME, a business owner, if you are listening to me this morning, ask yourself. What is the long-term growth of my business? Mm. The Semi-expansion growth, you moving from the idea stage, mm-hmm. depends on the brand. Listen, I've, I've been involved in a lot of pitch events, from InuApp to Impact Hub to Business, if you are pitching your business and you don't tell the people the brand that you have,
16: nobody will be interested in investing in you. Let's talk about the criteria you use to build a brand for small businesses. So, there are three main criteria
1: that I would advise every business owner to think about. One, consistency. How consistent are you? You meet people, they are selling products and services, and they talk about a product on Facebook, the design is different. On Instagram, it is different. On Twitter, they are talking about something else. No, you need to be very consistent. You need to know the rhythm. So the first thing is to establish what we call the social media calendar. Know when to post, who to post to, how to post, and the message behind the posting. You need to be very consistent. The second thing you need to do is to build a community. Mm. No matter what you are doing, City FM has a community of listeners. Any news at all, if it's not from City, they won't go anywhere. As a business owner, do you have a community of customers who understand your behavior your personality and your shared values build a community anytime if you are selling yogurt anytime a customer calls you take the customer through a journey no matter you are selling sobolu no matter if you are selling food no matter what you are doing so I ask the guy you're into delivery what are the journeys that you take them through now when you go to a pharmacy realize that they are doing more because they want to take you on a journey that is how you create a community and finally the content Remember, your content allows you to interact with your community. Know what you put out? This morning, I saw on one of the pages of one of my the businesses, a cry is wet. <laughs> and I called her, is that what you think the customer wants to see on your status? <laughs> what about your product? What are you selling? Then she said, I'm taking it off. No, you should know what, you should have a personality where when you talk, the customer experiences you. The so they didn't should-
16: differentiate between their Personal views about the weather and what they are. They, and this means what they are using the company's profile. To
1: exactly, WhatsApp business. And I went there. I so saw. I cried. So, so what else can you tell the customer? The customer want to hear something. The customer want to hear a new delivery. The customer, the customer want you to refresh them on a new recipe. I'm sure where we normally buy food. What new things do you have? And that is what improves. The, the, the,
16: the branding of, of, of the business so there's consistency there's community and there's content exactly three C's as a yeah. criteria to build a strong brand yes now let's come to a S- SME brand if you can list some stages or steps in building a strong SME brand so if you want to build an SME brand
1: you need to understand that there are certain steps you need to take and it needs careful planning and execution the first point is for you to define, define your brand strategy. In defining your brand strategy, ask yourself, who am I going to identify as the target audience? If you are selling wigs, you are selling Ultra 33, Color 1, Color 2, no matter what you are selling, you need to be sure who you are selling to. You don't go to maybe UPSA, holding Color 1, Color 2 for corn root, the customer wants a wig that is expensive. You should understand clearly. Secondly, In defining your strategy, determine your ideal customer profile. I'm sure City has an ideal customer profile, the customer attitude, the customer lifestyle, the customer preferences. You need to understand and define your brand strategy. Secondly, you need to define and identify your brand identity. You need to create a unique selling proposition. There, There should be something about your logo. There should be something that when I buy, I want to keep it. There should be something that I want people to know I'm associated. People need to identify with what you sell. The third one is that Ghanaian businesses don't know how to tell stories. You go to their website, there's no story, there's no review, there's nobody saying anything about their business. They're very comfortable. You shouldn't be comfortable. Create a story. What is the story behind? Articulate the story behind the business that you are running. Mm. So I said, you define your brand strategy, mm-hmm. you come out with a brand identity, mm-hmm. you create a brand story, okay. and you build an online presence. Mm. Building an online presence means that you need to create a well-defined, user-friendly website. If you can't get an app, a mobile version will help. I'm sure now when people need direction or to, they want to buy something, they will just say, Bernard, where can I get this? Now, you don't normally as You go online and you type. Mm-hmm. So when they type, where are you? How would they identify you? How would they know your presence? How are you leveraging on the various platforms, social media platforms? So going on social media is a strategy. Mm. So you need to understand that you need to build, and you need to be consistent. in the customer touch points. Mm-hmm. Ben, and the key question is, what are your customer touch points? Mm. Are your customers price sensitive, or they're interested in colors? Are your customers interested in videos, or they're interested in discounts? You should know. When you know your customer touch points, you know where to touch them, where they'll understand clearly what you sell. Mm-hmm. And lastly, you need to develop a relationship and engage your customers. Mm-hmm. We should stop this whole issue, one-off thing. What was the last time you bought something that the company has even called you? SMEs will tell you that, oh, this is for big companies. Is this you? Anytime somebody buys a watch, a yogurt, anything, send the person an, a review on Instagram. Tell the person, tell me how you feel. Don't try to gauge them to tell you exactly what you want to hear. And feedback is key. If you are thinking about building a strong brand, as I said, one, think about the brand strategy. Think about the brand identity. Think about your brand story. Mm -hmm. Think about your online presence. Mm -hmm. Think about delivering on the customer touch points. Touch the customer emotionally. Mm -hmm. And then finally, develop a relationship and an engagement plan. It's not a one-off thing. How do you feel when once in a month you call your customers, you check on them? How are they doing? You make sure that you understand exactly how they feel. And please, we should stop this issue should we call the customers. Hey, we should stop it. You call the customer. Don't ask. Don't you like my product? No. How can I save you better? Mm. what else can I do to make you excited? Mm. How can I deliver more to you? Mm. You call customers nowadays and say, hey, you're not giving me any, all your friends, won't you tell them to come and buy from me? It is totally wrong. (laughs) Don't fight the customer. Build a brand. And we are forgetting that as entrepreneurs, as SME owners, the company's brand is our brand. Mm. So you see people doing stuff on Instagram, on Twitter, and there's no identity. They are forgetting that. The personal brand they have mm. is what people say about them when they are not there. So this morning, what are people saying about you when they see your product on the shelf? They mm. say, oh, this is inferior, or this doesn't have this. And you, you want to sell. You need licensing. You need certification. Mm-hmm. And you want to build a strong brand, and you are not certified. The customer looks at all those things and want to be sure mm. whether whatever they are drinking is certified or not.
16: This is our honest series for the City Business Festival. We are talking about SMEs generally. My guest this morning is Dr. Andrews Ayuku, Graduate School of Business, UPSA, and we're discussing how to build strong SME brands. He's given us some very interesting discussions around how to build strong SME brands, criteria to building a brand as three Cs, why do we need even to build a brand as SMEs. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll look at the five elements of successful branding, and then we'll talk also about how to use social media to enhance your brand all on the City Business Festival. Stay- Welcome back to our honor series for the City Business Festival. This year's festival is brought to you in partnership with APSA, with support from MTN Business, as well as MTN Momo, and ZPay, and also Guess out My guest this morning is Dr. Andrew Sayiku from the Graduate School of Business, UPSA. We are talking about... Building strong SME brands. So, Andrew, you've spoken a lot about how to build a brand. You've given us some basics. I particularly like the three Cs, consistency, community, and content. What I wanted you to do was to talk a bit about what you call the five elements of successful branding, which is sort of a mix of the Porter five forces but also other things. So what do you mean by the five forces or five elements of successful branding and what are the details? So when you think about building a
1: brand, the key question you need to ask yourself is that, how sustainable and how successful is my brand going to be mm-hmm. so you don't just build brands you need to check how is my brand going to be successful so mm-hmm. the first thing i want you to consider this morning is the positioning of the brand your brand positioning refers to the process of designing your business offering to occupy a distinctive place in the target market mm. what perception our customers having about you? Mm-hmm. When they mention your name, what do, what comes into their mind? What resonates with them? It's very key. Mm-hmm. So when you say, oh, I'm going to this program and this guy is the MC, I will love it. Mm-hmm. What do people say about your product? The moment they start serving your product, what do they say? You need to think about how. I, what is the positioning strategy? Mm-hmm. You need to position your product in the mind of the customer. Your services need to be, are you serving with speed? Are you serving on time? Are you serving with excellence? These are the three things you need to ask yourself. So every business, if you want to be successful with your brand, think about how am I positioning it in the minds of customers? So the bigger brands we all use, why do you continuously want to use that brand? Why? Mm. Why are you so attached to the, to the paste that you use? Why are you attached to the cream, to, to whatever? You, why are you attached to that water joint? Why? Mm. It's because of how they position it in your mind. So think about it. Mm-hmm. Think about how am I positioning my business? How am I positioning myself? How am I positioning my, my personality mm-hmm. in the minds of the customer? Mm-hmm. The second thing is the brand promise. Remember, your brand promises to do something. You, what are the values? What differentiates you? Mm-hmm. What differentiates you is the promise. So, what is differentiating the University of Professional Studies with other universities? What mm-hmm. is differentiating you, your business? You are listening to me this morning, you are running a business. What is differentiating you from the rest of the market? If you don't know, then forget about it. A lot of businesses are collapsing because they don't know what differentiates them. They don't have a promise. The customer is interested. And and Bernard, Mm. sometimes we think we are doing customers a favor by saying that we are offering the solution. No. The customer has a pain. Mm. That solution needs to to, to solve that pain. Mm -hmm. So if your product is not solving the customer's fear... The customer is afraid. That's why he's not going to any, any other company. Mm. And he's coming to you. And you, you are just scaring the customer. Mm. Don't forget about it. Mm. The customer is interested in a promise. So promise the customer something. Position in his mind. Let him know. We all want what promises. So the moment you tell the customer, I would open at eight, open at eight. Mm. I'll deliver by four. Deliver. By. If there's say, going to be a delay, send the message. Let the customer know. So that's the brand promise. The plan for promise is very important. Mm. We don't know. So you normally you don't come out and say, this is what I'm promising you. Mm. By your slogan, your mm. logo, how you present. Mm. So, oh, as for me, when you present this, I'll send it to you tomorrow. Do you normally do that? My program will start at 8. And then when the people come, you are full of apologies. I'm sorry. So you go for events. I'm sorry for coming late. I'm sorry for serving. It doesn't help. It's a your brand. So I remember I went for a program and there's this lady coming to say. One of the guys said, hey, this one here full of excuses. Let's listen to her. Is that what you want to be known for? Thirdly, think about your brand personality. What describes you? What do people think about There are specific traits about you. And please, we shouldn't forget about our customers and our employees. You see the entrepreneur, the business owner, well-dressed. He has forgotten that the business personality extends to the staff. So you go for programs, you see the madame serving, and then the other staff are not well-dressed. Please think about it. Mm. Your company brand personality extends to your staff. Mm. Now, the next one is the story. I spoke about the story already, but I want you to understand one thing. It is only the story that the customer will recount, and the story comes from experiences. So when they encounter you, what do they experience? When they buy your product, what do they experience? I have a friend, and the, she's into... Uh, she does drinks, mm-hmm. and she sold to a client, and the client said, "Oh, I, the next day the drink went bad, and you mm. said I can keep it for three weeks." He said, "You are the only person oh. my I said, "Is that how you respond to customers?" Oh, I said, "Bring it and let me see." I said, "Bring what?" <laughs> so do you know what the lady said? The lady went online and described a scenario. Ah, okay. so what story are you telling your Go clients? There. Exactly. So your clients need to understand the story that they take home. Listen, when they take your your product home, it's the story. Mm. the story behind how successful your product was able to solve their problem. Mm. And then finally, your association. What are you associating associating your brand with? Bernard, people need to think about their logo. Now there are softwares, Canva and the rest, that can help you to develop a logo. Your brand, your tagline, your image. We should be very careful. We should spend time. We should develop I an mean, image. Recently, I told some entrepreneurs, why don't you develop the the, 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 the the brand image or logo? Send it to three or four people to choose. Not the one you want is mm. what the customers want. The solution is not what you are telling them. Your solution actually comes from, one, your competitor's weakness, two, what the customer needs and pains are, and finally, your innovation. Mm. So in talking about the five elements of successful Branding, think about your positioning strategy mm-hmm. in the mind of the customer on the shelf of, of your competitor's shop. Secondly, think about your brand promise. What promise have you given to your customers? What are you telling them? Thirdly, talk about the personality. And please note this anybody who buys from you and sees you talking online wants to see the same person when they come to the shop. So if you are not creating a personality for your staff, and you're so now, let me give you another example. A delivery guy came to the university to deliver something I bought online. When he came, I said, okay, I'm in class. Can you be? Me, t- I'm in a hurry. I'm delivering five things today. The delivery guy. I said, okay, that's fine. So I called the, the madam. I said, let them bring the goods back to you. I'm not taking it anymore. He said, well, I said, your delivery guy is ordering me. Oh. I'm a customer and I'm paying for the delivery. So please, this monitoring your delivery, guys. Usually they'll say they are different people. They don't work with us. Can you imagine? They've forgotten that that's the brand extension. Now I'm talking to you about it because of the bad experience I had Look, about
16: Usually what they would do is they would call and say, Hello, is that Mr. Bella? I'm delivering something to you. It, there's a difference between the person you spoke to. Exactly. I was buying a product online. Mm. Spoke to the lady. Very, very polite. Mm. We agreed everything. Then you get a phone call from some, some person who is mm-hmm. screaming at you, yeah. who doesn't know the discussion you had with the person. No. And it's almost like the delivery people are like some outsourced business. Exactly. It is so, so bad. So we need to be very careful
1: who we are. So, so in outsourcing businesses, they are your partners. If you outsource your business, you're delivering it to a company, they can close you down, they can destroy you. What about when they even call you and tell you, where are you? They call, they don't introduce themselves. There's one I said, let me send my location. He said, I'm using <laughs> and then my he said, yes
16: That's the website. They said, they don't have location. Can you imagine? He's actually on a motorbike with a thing in his ear. Yes. And he's shouting at him. Yeah,
1: yeah. So you need to think about that. So please, think about your personality. And that drives your business. So anybody who you're associating yourself with, make sure they know how to sell your brand.
4: Mm.
16: Let's end by looking at how to build a strong online SME brand. Because I feel like these days... Brick and mortar is no longer where it is. A lot of people need that space to penetrate the market. What are some of the strategies you can give to these businesses to use social media to create their brand?
1: So before you start using social media to create your brand, understand the brand identity. One, what is the mission and what is the unique selling point? And why are you on social media? people are on social media and they don't know why they are there, are you there to create awareness? Are you there for reputation or you are there to sell? All the, the ones that I'm talking about this morning involves a strategy. So you don't just go online and say that, oh, I want to know. Anything you put there, ask yourself, what am I putting there? Am I putting there to create awareness, to let customers see the varieties? Do I want the customers to see my catalogs? Do I want to stimulate responses to what I'm posting? Secondly, optimize your profile. Create a profile. Create a business account profile that will optimize your profile and reflect your brand. If it is a profile picture, let it be consistent across board. If it is a logo, let it be consistent. Now that I see a logo, a different color on Facebook, a different color on IG, and a different color. And if you are putting stories ac- across, you should know when to post. It should be lifestyle. It should be exciting. And then you should develop what we call a content strategy. Develop a content that aligns with the customers, your target. So don't just put anything. Put things that they want to hear. Put things that excites them. Put things that, For instance, I tell people in the food industry that before I buy your food, I want to watch a short video about what somebody is doing. I want to know how you prep the food. Can't you take a video of how you prep the food? Or that you think I'm interested in is coming to pay. No, I'm not price sensitive. I'm interested in seeing what you are doing. So you need to show me the content. the hashtags Mm. we should utilize the relevant hashtags in our post to increase the discovery and reach the moment I hashtag something is because of discovery and reach research actually shows that when you are able to use hashtags correctly strategically positions the caption so the moment I see a caption what is it about especially LinkedIn and the rest and that is how people work and people go through it and then you need to develop a visual branding pay attention the images the mm. videos not just mm. any video mm. Know the video you post and know when you post how you post and who do you share those videos with. the time is this right so people tell me, oh, I put this on and people are not watching people are not commenting maybe that thing you are just putting they, they, what would you, you want them to say so these are things, Bernard, I think if we want to build a strong mm. SME brand, we can look at the points.
16: I've at discussed. what point do you start paying for advertising and these types of things? A lot of the SMEs would want to use free platforms, IG, mm-hmm. sometimes Facebook and Twitter, and these days TikTok as well. Yeah. At what point do you think paid... Advertising should be, be be considered. Is it like a certain scale you reach? Do you need to start making some level of revenue first before mm-hmm. you start doing those things?
1: Exactly. So before you go into these paid services, ask yourself, what is the return on investment that I want to do before you make any payment? What return on investment? Remember these payments. The return may not come immediately. It may take some time. Are you ready to wait? So you take advantage of the free ones as you graduate into maybe IGTV, Facebook TV, and other things that, that you have to pay. You mm-hmm. have to sponsor stuff. Ask yourself, what is the return on investment in what I want to do? Mm-hmm. Basically, whatever you are making is so small, but you need to identify that. Paying also helps you to reach a specific target you want them to hear about you. So you are paying for something, what is the return on investment? It's key for you to think. Finally,
16: as SMEs listen to you, and a lot of them are concerned about lack of money, lack of opportunity, lack of market. What's your advice to them that, who feel like giving up, this is too hard, and they just want to quit and go and get a job? What would be your advice?
1: My advice is that there are a lot of opportunities. All you need to do is to develop a strategy. You're Mm. not just running a business. Own the business. Be part of the business. Let the business be your life. When a business is your life, you become reliable, you become flexible, and you become adaptable. If you want to succeed as an entrepreneur, make sure you are reliable. You are flexible and you are able to adapt to every situation, whether you like it or not. External forces will fight you. Mm. I get calls early in the morning where you wake up. People are saying, So, what should I do? They've increased the price. What should I do? What should I tell the customers? Listen, you should know when to communicate an increment in your price. So, just be reliable, just be flexible, and
16: just be adaptable. Thank you. Wonderful stuff. Andrea Yoku is a graduate school of business professor at UPSA speaking on how to build. Strong SME brands, as part of our second week on the City Business Festival, on a series where we are discussing SMEs. You'll we'll be on the panel tomorrow to talk about this particular topic with other panelists. The program was brought to you in partnership with APSA, with sponsorship from MTN Business, MTN Momo, as well as ZP and Gersal. We'll see you next time. Bye bye.
6: relevant radio this
17: is city 97.3 mawanka <laughs>
18: Hello, then welcome to the Friday edition of Kickoff, proudly brought to you by Shell and Lesher. coming up this morning? The Black Stars pathway to the 2026 FIFA uh, World Cup has been decided. Also, Ghana's Black Queens are in action later today. That's the 2024 Paris Olympic Games, they are up against Guinea. Plus, we've got some updates from the transfer markets and tennis in a bit with me, Gabby. All right, so let's start with this. Where well, the Black Stars have been drawn into Group I of the 2026 World Cup qualifiers along with Mali, Madagascar, Central African Republic, Comoros and also Chad. If Ghana finishes at the top of the group, they automatically qualify for the global tournament. Ghana's football legend Samoa was present at the draw and expressed his belief in the Black Stars' prospects of qualifying for their fifth World Cup appearance. Six,
7: um when we qualify for the first time till 2022. Um, I think we have been very consistent except in 2018 that we didn't qualify. And um, it looks like we are getting used to the World Cup right now. And um, 2026 is not going to be easy. Expectation is high back
19: home. But um, we will try our possible best to make sure we also qualify.
18: Alright, so that's Ghana's out time to us, uh speaking there. He was present at the draw. Well, in the other 2026 World Cup qualifying groups, Group A has Egypt, Burkina Faso, Guinea-Bissau, Sierra Leone, Ethiopia, and also Egypt. Group B will say Senegal, DR Congo, Mauritania, Togo, Sudan, and South Sudan. Group C has Nigeria, South Africa, Benin, Zimbabwe, Rwanda, and also Lesotho. Group D, Cameroon, Quebec, Angola, Libya, Eswatini, and also Mauritius. Group E, uh, that has uh, Morocco, Zambia, Congo, Tanzania, Niger, and Eritrea. And then Group F, La Côte d'Ivoire, they are host of the AFCON next year. Gabon, Kenya, the Gambia, Burundi, and also Seychelles. Group G will see Algeria, uh, Guinea, Uganda, Mozambique, and also Botswana and uh, Somalia. And that group and Group H will see Tunisia, Equatorial Guinea, Namibia, Malawi, uh, Liberia, and also South Tome. And print to pay is so that the qualifiers will take place from November 13, uh, 2023, to October 14, 2025. And the group winners will progress to the World Cup. The four best second place teams will compete in a mini tourna- uh, tournament with a winner earning a spot to compete in the Intercontinental Playoffs. So that's in regards to the 2026 FIFA World Cup qualifiers. And uh, well, for the Black Circle Lights, they've been eliminated from the 2023. Wafu Zone B U20 boys tournament following that 1-0 draw uh, with host nation La Côte d'Ivoire. Now, despite some efforts, Samabuero's team was unable to secure victory in their final group match. And with two points from three matches, Ghana's U20 team failed to advance from the group stage. Burkina Faso topped that group after beating the Jail by two goals to zero. And uh, the Black Queens, uh, they are taking on. Guinea later today, head coach Nora Hoptel believes the team has a good idea of what to expect from their Guinean counterparts ahead of today's Olympic Games qualifier. The first leg of the first round uh, will be played in Conakry at 4pm as the Black Queens aim to secure place in next year's Paris Olympic Games. Nora Hoptel is confident the team has a good chance of qualifying for the Games.
2: I mean, there are two different things. First of all, we always analyze our opponents pretty well. They played the WAFU Zone A Cup, so we have good video footage. Um, we know the lineup they play usually. They have two very tall strikers, um, which we are aware of. Um, they often worked in with long balls and on second balls. Um, so we know what is expecting us. But Mainly we focus on us, we work um, still on our principles, um, they are overlasting, it doesn't matter which opponent we, we play, and on the other hand we always create a game plan which is then um, framed and settled um, on, on Guinea.
18: Yeah. Alright, so that's Black Queen's at coach Nora hopton speaking there. Well let's get to Europe, where They got their pre-season underway with a one or draw against German side Nenberg, Kai Havertz made his debut from the bench. For the first time uh, for the Ghanas in tennis, one building finals later today in the men's singles, 23 uh, Grand Slam champion Novak Djokovic will take on Italy's Yannick Sinner. Uh, later today for a place in the final. Spanish top seed Carlos Alcaraz will also face Russian third seed Daniel Medvedev in the second semifinal of uh, the ongoing one building uh, there. So that's all the latest for today for more stories you can head to. CitySportsOnline.com and on Twitter at CitySportsGH. My name is Gabby Fair. Take care and bye-bye.
6: Unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City
2: 97.3. This is the City Breakfast Show. The City's Biggest Conversation. the city's
17: biggest conversation to I make peace. I why are go I'm going I'm One driver. You're ya to go to the na You're going Why are to We oh so baby, jaku oh baby, so baby. Yeah, me haramo lo kwa mto me haramaenda Oh, me Hey, hey, ah, hey, Why are the dew, baby. hey, baby, hey, mommy not am Ah, i Why are amle to me? i a baby What can I do, baby? I'm a me baby i oh baby baby i baby baby 7.55 there's
7: still the city breakfast show just going by it was kickoff the latest from the world of sport brought to us by Shell now Shell has introduced to our market the Shell Helix HX3 20w50. The right multi-grade motor oil that meets the demands and needs of commercial vehicles that run on petrol engines. Shell Helix HX3 20w50 contains additives that protect the engines of older vehicles while reducing maintenance cost. There's no substitute for good quality motor oil in your car. That's why you need Shell Helix HX3 20w50. Now it comes in three sizes the drum, which is the 209 liters. You've got the 5 liter and the 1 liter as well. Visit your nearest shell station or accredited shell distributor and ask for Shell Helix HX3 motor oil and give your car the treat it deserves. Shell Helix designed for ultimate engine performance. Go well. Kickoff is also brought to us by Lecheo Savings and Loans, a safe haven for depositors who value security as well as competitive returns. They've got flexible deposit products for 91 days, 182 days, 365 days. Open a fixed deposit account with Lecheo today. Call them on 0577 707 and let's achieve your goals together. Let Chergo Savings and Loans a trusted haven for your investments. Let go let's improve life. Now Imperial General Assurance is saying that your insurance experience should be memorable. When you insure with them, you have the peace of mind to focus on what matters to you because they will be there when the unexpected happens. And you've got insurance of every kind, motor, engineering, accident, marine, fire, bonds, and all of that, call them on 0302788955 or 0577667436 or talk to your insurance broker today. Imperial General Assurance Solid Protection. Now in life, you always have to insist on the best and when you find it, stick to it. Bellpack paper tissue is one of the best things in life. Bellpack has cereals that are soft but not weak, strong but not hard, just perfect. And the Bellpack kitchen towel cleans in one wipe and one Bellpack lasts very long and saves you money. To be a distributor, call 551 144 Bell Bellpack is another quality product from Belacqua. Now are you ready to win? Accra Mall is saying that between July 1 and August 31, they are giving you the scan and win promo. Now they have QR code signages placed inside the mall, just waiting for you to discover them. So put on your adventure hat, scan these codes, fill in your details. You can win amazing exclusive gifts from their fantastic shops. Come on in, we can't wait to see you at Accra Mall, the mall with it all and where every visit is a win. Few messages coming in on 0549986996 Friday the 14th of July 2023. Like I always say, every day is somebody's birthday. So yeah, are a few birthday okay. messages coming in.
11: Okay, um, let's take this one coming in from um, a gentleman by name Enoch Obing Dako, and it says, Happy glorious birthday to Evelyn Asare. Aye of gcbs the circle branch may god richly bless your new age as i stated much earlier is coming in from enoch or being Dako. and another one says happy 70th birthday to mr ebo uh grain of tema community 20 is coming in from belinda uh let's Take uh, more comments that are coming in. This one, for instance, says uh, good morning. Today is a special birthday to my of myself. <laughs> this guy. It was as to celebrate him, and my cousin my cousin to uh Kobe Thompson. So this is L. Kobe and Kobe Thompson. They are celebrating their birthday today. And then that of uh senior, please go back. Uh our senior most wife, Mamia, uh, they are blessing themselves today uh, this <laughs> one <laughs> yeah, right. this one from thomas dalioso um, of the ministry of finance says that please i want to wish madame henrietta nana of the ministry of finance a belated happy birthday your birthday was yesterday the 13th day of july 2023 and i wish you god's uncommon grace favor and breakthrough in your new age. A year by this time, uh, may your loved ones and enemies gather around you uh, to celebrate your success story. Mm. All the very best, Herty. Okay. Um, And then...
7: All right, this one says, um please wish Mr. and Mrs. Wuku Digital, <laughs> that's what I have here, a happy uh, 11th wedding anniversary. We pray for God's blessings, favor and his abundant grace on our family. That's from Nana Ohene, Eliana and Braindell Wuku. And uh, a few more, a few more messages coming in.
11: Yeah, this one coming in from Mami Efua, who was on our uh, boot camp a couple of uh, weeks ago. And Mm. it's going out to Mamiya Sa, or Heming Minta, who attends the Beacon International School. Um, She turned six yesterday. And it's a belated one coming in from the mother, Mamiya, celebrating you and praying that you will become... Global star someday.
10: Give me your love and you know it's a baby. Never listen to what them say. Miggy has something with the sweet and ginger. She never gets it more than see. Because she comes here, be money says she tired of the mark and cheese. Wanting more of the geese. But I want to touch her. She already.
7: three minutes after eight few more birthday messages coming in this one came in yesterday um it says happy so some after be belated so belated happy birthday to ruby the best big sister in the world may god continue to bless you and grant you your heart's desires that's from your baby sis d this one says blessed birthday to evelyn asari I a gcb customer service department may god bless and satisfy the desires of your heart from doris at city you
10: know it's safe, baby, never this one says happy
7: birthday to amaki yeah. of fountainhead christian school class 6c she's blessed and highly favored that's the message that came in So I says please wish my brother augustine Asafweje esq a happy birthday
10: yeah.
7: We wish him the very best. Say for God's blessings for him.
10: No other person. I'm going love you better than you. are blessing. Physically, you are fit. Your thing amazing. Now look further down with the searching. Me, I want you, Lord.
7: Alright, this one says kindly wish my wife Mrs. Eva Ejari-Metal of the Health Information Services Department of the 37 Military Hospital. Message one. is coming from Frederick Ejari-Metal of Omnibasic Bank of Radio. This one says happy birthday Filippo Redu from Team Cowbank. Thank you for all you do for Cowbank. So listening to the city breakfast show sending your messages on zero five four
10: nine nine eight six nine nine six
7: this morning we'll, we'll get to parliament very interesting things happening in the august house the last few weeks have been quite interesting in parliament they've had a lot to handle jacques was sworn in and he's having his issues in court the minority standing firm I mean, their stance has divided opinion. Some people think that, okay, look, a few of them can support. Some people say, yeah, yeah, it's the right to to support. But in terms of Parliament's internal working... So, yesterday, the uh, Speaker set up a seven-member committee to just look into this tape flying around concerning the IGP and all of that. So, we wait to see what they will do. But the other bit... has to do with um, a key part of Parliament's internal workings, Richard. The the Standing Orders Committee.
4: Okay. Yeah.
7: There's a report of the Standing Orders Committee on the review of the Standing Orders of the Parliament of Ghana. Mm-hmm. So essentially, Richard, so what, what are the Standing Orders? For those who do not quite understand what all this means and what's going on there.
11: So Standing Orders are basically the rules with which... Parliament works okay um, beyond the Constitution and other laws that govern how things generally run in Parliament these rules uh, these laws are supported by the internal rules of Parliament mm. which guide procedure as to how you can you know file a statement when and how that statement can be read, issues having to do with questions, ministers coming to the House to answer questions, how appointments, uh, you know, are made by the President prior, you know, with prior approval from Parliament and all of that. The standing orders basically provide a superstructure on how Parliament should do its work generally. Mm. Just as you have the rules of court, how the The what do you call it? The courts do their work. When you are to file, you know, a process, how you do it. If you are required to make a response to the processes filed against you, how you do it, the time frame within which you do it, and all of that. So basically, that 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 that's that's enough. You know the a, a brief description of what the standing mm. orders
7: are right i see mm. so this report as we see it is what, what what why was it that to review what what had been done or to review the standing orders and what prescribe better ways of uh workings or better ways of getting parliament to function
11: Yeah. so for a long time um there have been concerns about suspected gaps mm. or admitted gaps in the standing orders that yes the country has moved on the practice of democracy has developed uh, this is our longest ever democracy and that a republican administration or you know um, constitution mm. and therefore in order to deepen democracy which of course, is normally led by Parliament because that is where discussions take place. That's the public square of the Republic of Ghana, uh, to put it that way. Um, some people take the view that we need to actually refine the rules so as to provide for situations which we did not initially think of when we were crafting the the rules um, in the immediate aftermath of the Uh, coming to uh, force of uh, the 1992 constitution. And then subsequent reviews that were done in the early 2000s, if my memory serves me correctly, somewhere in 2001 thereabouts. So there have always been agitations that let's tweak the rules. And then also where there would appear to be lacuna or gaps, let's try and seal those gaps. So this committee has been working on how to reform the rules Mm. and provide for these things and they presented their report to the house and uh, decisions um, taken Mm, i
7: see very interesting list so the um a key part of what they did was the realignment of committees we do know that parliament functions heavily Mm. on the small small committees that come together to really prop up the work of parliament Mm. because away from the discussions on the floor there are committees that actually look deeper into all the things that come to the floor yeah. you know um critical matters of national interest so really that that's what the committees do yeah. now there are there are 12 of them 12 of them as we know no yeah 13 of them as we know and then they have been realigned
11: Well, the committees generally are more than that. They are more than that. Yeah, we have standing committees and we have, you know, uh, what do you call it? Standing committees and select committees.
7: Okay.
11: Uh Uh, But what has happened generally is to deconstruct some of the committees and look at the specific elements Mm -hmm. of these committees and see if it is possible to hive off specific Mm -hmm. functions and give it to a new committee, which would do the work. Because there's a view that, for instance, you know, the Committee on Finance deals with everything that the budgets has to do with and all of that. Of course, there's a committee that deals specifically with allocations like that of the Electoral Commission and mm-hmm. some constitutional bodies, you know. But there's the view that why give the Finance Committee so much power? There are matters that require specific expertise. So, for instance, if it has to do with a budget allocation, which is related to matters having to do with health, and the matter is squarely within the competence of the committee of health why then should it be merely because it's a budgetary allocation or matters having to do with the budget let's confine that to the ministry of uh, the, the the committee of finance so there have been attempts made um to strip away some of the powers currently vested in you know existing committees and vest those in new committees that have been set up or realigned committees as to give greater efficiency uh to 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 what happens in parliament mm,
7: i see so um the committees like you said um they had been realigned so mm-hmm. there's a um the report states as a list or a certain number of committees okay that have been realigned and new committees have been introduced mm-hmm. per the report so there were 13 of them that were realigned. Mm-hmm. 13 committees are realigned. Some of them we do know of because we hear from them or hear of them in the news. Mm-hmm. And then there are new committees that have been created as a consequence. So, um, if you go through the list, like I said, there are 13 realigned committees. So, Committee on Gender, Children and Social Welfare, mm-hmm. Committee on Lands and Natural Resources,
4: mm-hmm.
7: Committee on Information and Communications. Yeah. Committee on Employment, Labor Relations and Pensions. Mm -hmm. Committee on Trade, Industry, Tourism. Committee on Youth and Sports. Committee on Energy and Petroleum. Committee on Roads and Transportation. We hear of them quite a lot. Mm -hmm. Committee um, of Privileges and Immunities. We also hear of them. Mm -hmm. The Appointments Committee, which I can say probably is the most popular because you have a lot of ministers facing mm-hmm. that committee for the averting yeah, and all.
11: Judges and all of
7: that. Judges and all. Committee of the whole, that I did not know of. Committee on Government and Parliamentary Assurances and Committee on Chieftaincy Culture and Religious Affairs.
0: Mm-hmm. So the new
11: committees uh, that have been formed as a result, um, the Committee on Economy and Development Planning, economy and development planning you know for some time we've had ministry responsible for finance and economic planning uh, this one is dealing with um, the committee on the economy so there's a committee specifically dealing with matters of the economy generally we had a term committee on finance we mm-hmm. so deals with the economy and, and, and all kinds of things so there's a committee now which is to come into force Dealing with the economy and development planning generally. How are we developing? Mm. Are we working with the, the reports of the National De- Development Planning Commission? Is there consistency in terms of how government is, um, you know, supposed to do its work? So that new government comes in and they are doing their own thing without regard to what exactly the general framework of development must look like. Okay. Uh-huh. Then the Committee on Security and Intelligence. There's also a Committee on Parliamentary Affairs committee on human rights um you know this has been a big issue um you know we saw what happened in Ashaiman, how the soldiers yeah, yes, when yes, they yes, misbehaved yes. as we speak um there appears to be no one so far called to account for the misconduct of the military again we saw what happened in the northern part of the country i think it was in War um if my memory serves me correctly when the soldiers would run you know run into that community and brutalize you know quite a number of people the chiefs had to get up and say no we were not going to allow this mm. so the military must account and then some you know punishment meted out by the military uh, because of that okay currently you have the minister, the committee on defense and interior dealing with these matters but what 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 appears to be a clear move now is to ensure that there's a committee on human rights. And and it is an important, you know, committee in a democracy like this to ensure that they are holding executive and, in some cases, judicial actions and the activities of individuals and companies in the country. They can deal with matters of abuses of rights. course when the SHRA produces his report you would expect that you know the committee will be looking at some of these things and ensuring that the right things are done if you remember recently former president john mahama said something about what he would do in his new term Mm -hmm. which is to ensure that there is the production of periodic reports on how ghana is doing with human rights okay human rights has become a big issue globally And if we do not have an institution carefully monitoring these things and producing reports, that's why I am happy with what he is proposing, that there should be a way of Mm -hmm. monitoring and and, and to be sure of what Ghana is doing and not doing Mm -hmm. so that um, our our marks internationally and also we can deepen uh, human rights in Ghana. Then you also have the Budget Committee. You know hitherto as i was saying you have the finance committee dealing with almost the finance committee dealing with almost everything sometimes including matters having to do with energy you know because they are (laughs) they are matters of you so what they sometimes do is to merge two committees into one uh, to deal with a particular matter now you have a budget committee dealing with matters of budget and, and related issues then you also have the committee on sanitation and water resources You know, this is also another big matter, a big agenda within the framework of the UN and all these development institutions. um, Also locally, look at the state of Accra. The president of the republic had told us that you know, within a certain period of time, he was going to ensure that Accra became what? The cleanest city in in the whole of Africa, he, Mm -hmm. he promised. Well, we all can see the state of Accra. And it would seem that that promise has not been delivered. Now, which institution should ordinarily be dealing with this matter in Parliament? Previously, you have the Ministry, uh, the Committee on Works and Housing. You understand, so they were dealing with all of these things generally. Now, the the responsibility for sanitation and all of that will be dealt with by the Committee on Sanitation and Water Resources. And water is a big deal in many parts of this country. You go, people are drinking from terrible sources. They are drinking from the same sources as, as animals. And, and, and people get all kinds of infections and, and, and diseases as a result of that. So uh, proper oversight, we hope, will be provided by the Committee on Sanitation and Water Resources. Then you have Committee on Public Administration and State Interest. You know that at that level, too, there have been some realignments at the executive level. SIGA mm-hmm. um, and, and, yes. and, and the things they do, making sure that where we have put our money into state businesses to Mm -hmm. run a certain way. Someone is monitoring and Mm -hmm. ensuring that those things are properly run. Just yesterday, we were talking about 17 17 or so state assets uh, or businesses which have been run down, which we say we want to sell off because they they have become a drain on the national purse. Um, You would expect a committee like this uh, to be looking into what these people are doing and to ensure that, there is greater accountability as opposed to what happens presently. um what i would say quickly in respect of that is that we should discourage the continuous culture of members of parliament sitting on some of these boards okay of course i appreciate that the, the, the standing orders and 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 the constitution say that when it comes to a matter in which a member has a vested interest that member should not participate in in the proceedings of um, the committee or to a larger state what happens at the plenary but my difficulty is with the current numbers that we have assuming a serious matter comes up which is to be decided Uh, Do you really foresee some MP saying that he will not sit on the matter because he sits on the board of this committee on on that point? I don't think that it makes any democratic sense that we have MPs being, you know, appointed to serve on, on, on committees of state institutions when they have oversight role to ensure that these institutions do well. There is some issue of conflict of interest there. I know I'm pouring sand in a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of sand in the gallery of maybe. <laughs> but, but look, if we want to practice democracy, I think there are issues uh, of conflict of interest in those areas. And then you have the Petitions Committee. Currently, you know, the, the framework or the superstructure is not properly defined. So when you, Nathan, for instance, take a petition to Parliament, mm-hmm. Maybe you are not happy with the, the comments that were made or on the, uh, the, the tape that everybody is talking about. Um, and then you decide that, okay, you are writing a petition to the Speaker of Parliament uh, to deal with this matter. Um, the question is, how should the Speaker receive the, 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 the petition? How should it be announced on the floor? Uh, what should happen uh, after its, its announcement on the floor refer to which committee to be dealt with in which way? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, lacuna, yeah. You know, appears to have been you know the headache in this particular la la la, la area, and for some reason, uh, the committees um, uh, didn't deal with it properly in the past, and a new committee has now been properly put together to deal with matters of petition. There, there's, there's also the committee on independent constitutional bodies. You know that there are a number of institutions created by the constitution. Okay. Um, the judiciary is a creation of the constitution. um, acts have been passed to give effect to that mm-hmm. you also have um, what do you call it, the the electoral commission it is a creation of the constitution you have the shiraj, a creation of the constitution, these constitutional bodies um, generally are supposed to be
7: independent, independent yes.
11: and there should not be any interference in the work but we have heard consistently attempts being made by members of the executive or some other institutions to interfere in how they do their work um, we would expect that the coming into force of this uh, committee, Committee on Independent Constitutional Bodies, would provide that institution with some force to be able to rebuff, you know, attempts to actually compromise these institutions. Sometimes the attempts to compromise come in the form of, you know, efforts to withhold budgetary allocations to them. Um, So let's say, for instance, the electoral commission is granted 10 billion Ghana cities to work with towards 2024 elections. And for some reason, someone somewhere decides that look, I'm not going to receive, release all 10 billion uh, Ghana cities, I'm going to stifle their work. So I'm going to release only three, three, three uh, what do you call it, billion Ghana cities. Of course, there should be an institution in parliament that is monitoring what is happening to ensure that they are able to receive their funds. And when they do, they are able to account for how they use the resources of of this country. Then you have committee on post-legislative scrutiny. So when the laws are passed or regulations are passed or policy documents are passed, you know, what should happen therefrom? How can we monitor and ensure that the people who are enforcing the laws are giving appropriate effect, the laws, in a way that represents the true, uh, the, the true legislative intent of, of Parliament. Okay. So when Parliament passes a law, there is always a reason behind the passage of the law. In the enforcement of the law, can we say that the people are doing the right thing? And can we monitor and ensure that, okay, are there further defects in the law so that we can, you know, cure them going forward? Okay. I would expect that some of these things will come within um, their, their, their work. And then committee on bills. Uh, bills are basically the documents that eventually mature into law okay. when they are passed by Parliament and um, assented to by the President. Uh, for instance, the Bekwee Bill. That <laughs> you know, previously when it was passed. Azwa uh, Maman went to the Supreme Court and argued that Article 106 of the Constitution was undermined because Parliament did not do the proper, the proper thing things within the, fr- the framework of Article 106. There was no debate, gazetting and all of that the Supreme Court agreed and said hey the Constitution required you to do ABCD you failed to do that and therefore we are killing that section Section 43 of the NACOC Act and it was thrown out Parliament has gone back, hopefully, and they have done the right thing. And I hope that maybe there is no issue uh, you know, going forward. So matters of bails in Parliament, the committee um, hopefully will be dealing with those in a more efficient way. Then you have ethics and standards.
7: Ethics and standards. Yeah.
11: You know, many MPs just talk anyhow because they assume that anything goes. They conduct themselves, some MPs, in a way that... It's reprehensible. You have heard MPs say all kinds of outlandish things in the name of politics. You have some MPs... Uh, you have
7: done some outlandish things. <laughs>
11: you know, we remember the case of the Honourable Amwating. We have people involved, getting involved in all kinds of business deals that undermine their own independence and, and authority as members of Parliament. It is the expectation of everybody that the work of this committee would bring some of these issues to the limelight. if an mp misbehaves or someone else a minister or you know people act in a way that does not align with what the standards should be what is expected of a member of parliament a serving member of parliament uh, you know something like that should should, should be invoked properly okay uh, to deal with it uh, of course we also do know that there is also the privileges committee uh, which also deals with you know Consequences of actions like that, uh, we know is it, the the Kennedy chief matter has it been decided, or maybe, mm-hmm. maybe maybe it's not been decided. I don't I'm know. Not, I, I've finished. forgotten uh, as to. Then you also have the committee on ways and means, <laughs> <laughs> and then the committee on the, uh, the,
7: 15, the 15. name. The name. Like <laughs> Let me go to the the report of the
11: committee if I may, just to uh, highlight uh, the one on ways and means,
9: uh, which Godfrey seems to be so. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, generally, what is ways and means, girlfriend? Generally, ways and means uh, are <laughs> 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 operations. We,
7: we, we understand ways and means in a different dimension. <laughs> well, how, how
11: do we understand? I'm trying to yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, the, the way. Operations. You know,
7: uh, you know, all the things you do <laughs> to make sure that you get a particular result. It's, so this one is going to
11: be the boss. Um, so where is that? Forgive me, I'm trying to get the uh, yeah committee on ways and means, which is uh, which is hmm. on page uh, twenty of the report, and it says that a new committee proposed is the ways and means committee. This proposal is against the backdrop that increasingly, the work of committees have become more critical and needs to be better resourced, Mm -hmm. monitored, and enhanced to achieve the ends provided for in the 1992 Constitution. Mm -hmm. Now, this committee is responsible for monitoring the activities of all parliamentary committees, so more like the the boss, and apportioning funds from money allocated for carrying out programs approved in the budget of the respective committees now it will also be mandated to deliberate on administrative matters relating to the committees as part of the approval process by the speaker now the committee is empowered to receive quarterly reports from committees and to report to the house from time to time on their respective programs and activities The committee would also carry out periodic studies on matters relating to the effectiveness and improvement of the committees of the House. So basically, they become the umbrella body uh, looking at what the respective committees are doing, where they are going wrong, recommendations will be made as to how we can make them more efficient uh, in terms of funding issues. For instance, one of the committees that has been crying um, in the past is the Committee on Government Assurances.
7: Okay.
11: Um, so when ministers go to make promises that will build 21 hospitals or will build 21 markets or will build a uh, fishing landing site sorry, for, for fisher folk and, and they provide timelines, the expectation normally was that this Government Assurances Committee will move in and scrutinize these and be sure that the ministers do not... You know, breach the timelines, or where they breach them, there should be compelling reasons as to why they did not act within the timelines. So they hold the government's feet to the fire of accountability. Um, This committee has not been as effective as it used to be in the past. Um, Would expect that the Committee on Ways and Means will be monitoring and ensuring that. Um, when monies are located, they are properly used. And in, in cases where, for instance, the Government Assurances Committee is not given money, as, as we saw in the past, to do his work, which they've been crying, their work is done. And then again, the Public Accounts Committee, Yes. a lot of the time, they have had to rely on external support. Donors have had to come in yeah. to yeah. provide funding. If you remember Salas Menta's Uh, Time, You know, former member of parliament when he was the chairman of that committee, a lot of attempts were reportedly made to frustrate his work because the government thought, we were told at the time, that his work was undermining the, 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 the integrity or the standing of the government in the eyes of people. Um, So a lot of work was done uh, allegedly by the government to undermine his his authority and the the, the work of the committee. So donors had to move in to ensure that funding was provided um, to get the work of the committee going. And the committee became really popular. In fact, it is that credibility that... That the likes of the honourable um, Dr. Cluchieveji are relying on, mm-hmm. the honourable Kandapa relied on in the past to do their work, and we hope that the Ways and Means Committee will do its work and ensure that the right things are done.
7: Okay, and the, the final one is the Private Members Committee on Private Members' Bills and motions we've seen yeah the the we've seen the rise in uh, private members bills we've seen a, a few of them getting mm-hmm. into the public domain so i mm-hmm. think that committee is self-explanatory really as to what they will be doing yeah let me
11: just make a quick comment um uh the, on on the the private members
7: okay you yes. know
11: so yesterday an interesting thing it happened in parliament you know ghana um is a member of a number of um you know international bodies and then also we have signed on to a number of obligations right and then there are also a number of declarations that are not necessarily binding on us you know yeah and so there have been agitations in the past that for instance why should we still have the death sentence on our statute when somebody commits for instance a murder the law is that if you are tried before a competent court of jurisdiction, normally the high court, and then the jury, you know, the seven member jury, they find that you are guilty, and the decision has to be unanimous. If one person is dissenting, it cannot be. Uh, if the decision is made that you are guilty, the judge is required to impose, you know, the life sentence. sentence. Yes, the, uh, a death sentence. The question of how you should die, you know, becomes another matter altogether. So, um, but a number of countries have moved away from what they call, is it a capital punishment? A capital punishment. Uh-huh. Yes. What is happening presently in Parliament is that the Honourable Member for Medina, my, 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 my good friend yes. uh, Susu, has put before Parliament a bill which is seeking to repeal, the, 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 you know, to, to, to scrap it entirely from our statutes. But mind you, the Constitution itself provides an article. Thereabout about that where for instance you rise up against the authority of the state to overthrow the country treason and all treason of those yet. things yes you'll be put to death so the bill is not seeking to amend that you understand it's seeking to amend the criminal law provisions which impose the okay. death penalty okay. in the case of murder and okay.
7: Uh-huh. Okay. okay i get it
11: yeah so the matter is being considered by parliament now yesterday there was a second reading of of that particular legislation and then a number of MPs made contributions. Um, one of the people who spoke so passionately about the legislation being proposed is the Honourable um, Azo- Avoka, uh, MP for... I've forgotten his concept. It must be Zebila. Yeah, MP for Zebila, if my memory serves me correctly. And he yeah. spoke about Zabila, yes. why should a person who, for instance goes out there to just recklessly kill someone without regard for the person's you know family the fact that the person is a breadwinner just senselessly kill somebody and the argument is that the person who who killed the person has human rights and that he should not be put to death (laughs) merely because there are human rights that should be observed Well, the person who was killed did he or does he not have human rights that's one argument that you know some people take that hey you cannot do that when you're killed there must be an eye for an eye but you see the more progressive view is that we have seen throughout the world cases of miscarriage of justice yes where a person is brought before court tried and the courts return a verdict that yes you committed crime a so you should go and be killed the person is subsequently executed only for dna evidence or some technology to emerge later to prove that the person who was actually put to death
7: was the wrong person was the
11: wrong person in which case when the person is already dead you cannot now go and exhume the person and like jesus christ seek to raise the man from the dead so once it is impossible in those cases to correct the wrong let us create a legal regime that takes away the killing of people on the basis of an order from a court. Uh, this particular one is proving to be somewhat divisive because some people take the view that, look, when you kill somebody, you should be put to death. Uh, we all saw a recent video of how some people slaughtered you a know, police officer. This is without prejudice to what's happening mm-hmm. in the court. But people have strong feelings about things like that. Yeah. So if the right people are arrested... And they are put to, before court and subsequent actions are announced the expectation is that certain things should happen consistent with the law the fact too is that although this has been on our statutes for a long time now courts although are sending people into uh, to be slaughtered you know lawfully our presidents have not signed the warrants for these things it to happen, happen. Uh, so we are yeah. watching that space to see how mm. um, you know that private members bear would, would. Yeah. but it is an important discussion we should be careful
7: with others. others into the city breakfast show now if you are hungry and the meal is not yet ready and you need something to hold you down royal king cracker is what you need there are extra crackers in each pack so you can chuck the hunger donga royal king cracker take chalk your hunger now a public bank says uh, keep winning in the promo that keeps giving the tap to pay credit card promo reloaded is still on there are so many things to be won uh, you know staycation aqua safari cashback rewards the whole shebang. live the soft life we got you republic bank we are the one for you never looking to get a place to stay which is posh and nice and all then talk to Sukasa. Sukasa seasonal affordable housing is um, their offer has a number of things. So they have a three-bedroom unit with an outhouse, and then a four-bedroom unit with an outhouse. Now you find these buildings at East Legon Hills and Aimensa, and they have convenient payment options. Get in touch with them on 0302-960-865 or send a WhatsApp message to 055 369 7886. Or send an email info at sukasa.com.gh. Sukasa Building on Trust. Now technology is making higher productivity very possible through relevant training, Ghanaian enterprises will have the opportunity to enhance the skills of their workforce and be in the position to compete better. Now the Government of Ghana through the Commission for Technical and Vocational Education and Training CTVET, will launch the Ghana Skills Development Fund GSDF where 700 businesses across various sectors can access grants towards upgrading skills of their workforce. Now, the theme for the launch is Empowering Dreams, Building Wealth, Unleashing the Power of Skills Through TVET Financing. It's happening on the 17th of July, 2023 at the UPSA Auditorium at 10 a.m. Now, the keynote speaker is uh, the Honorable Dr. Yao Minister of Education. Now, the GSDF is funded by GOG with a loan from the World Bank and the Commission for Technical and Vocational Education and Training as the implementing agency under the Ministry of Education. The GR is also reminding all withholding tax agents, including VAT withholding agents, appointed by the Commissioner-General, That withholding taxes must be paid to the Domestic Tax Revenue Division of the GRA by the 15th of every month. Meaning that taxes for June should have been paid by today. If You pay today. So get in touch with the GRA on 0200-631-664 or 0552-990-000. Find out how you can pay your taxes. You can also visit taxpayersportal.com. To get that sorted digitally now after 26 years of bringing joy to our homes and money in our pockets we are phasing out our old godmother draw machines gov remember the godmother machine of the nla yes. yeah they said they are phasing them out charlie end of an era end of an era so from august 1 nla will introduce ultra modern lottery machines to be operated simultaneously with some of the old draw machines now, the new draw machines will be used for the Monday special, midweek, Friday bonanza and national weekly lotto games. And uh, the NLA is saying that their draw integrity remains intact and so will the draw dynamics. So, the morning draw is currently held at 8.30am. 8, 8, it will be moved to 10am. It's the same game, same draw, new draw machines and a big dose of excitement. Get in touch with them on 0266087966 or 0266087946. the GRA is reminding people that you need to pay your withholding taxes by close of business today. Now, withholding taxes, including uh, withholding on VAT deducted from suppliers operating the VAT standard rate scheme, employment or payment for the supply or use of goods anywhere, supply of services and all other withheld taxes for June 2023 are due by 14 July. Visit taxpayersportal.com to find out more. You can send an email info at gra.gov.gh. Now, remember that on the 17th of July, on Monday at 10 a.m., at the UPSC Auditorium, the government of Ghana through CTVET will launch the Ghana Skills Development Fund, where 700 businesses across various sectors can access grants towards upgrading skills of their workforce. If you are interested, head to the UPSC Auditorium on Monday, July 17th at 10 a.m. The Minister of Education, Dr. Yao Seeduchum, will be there. So listening to the City Breakfast Show. Sending your thoughts and comments on 0549-986-996. We'll be right back after this short break. Don't go anywhere.
2: This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Oh, 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 oh.
0: I'm at a point in life if you understand me or not. me or not, be humble, be. If you think I'm wrong or not
7: 49 music coming from King Promise causes one
0: Terminator
7: a few days ago I saw a very funny video (laughs) a very very funny video I don't know what show it was but the setting was somebody who was auditioning somewhere and
0: this
7: person was trying to <laughs> the song. <laughs> oh Lord. The lighter side of life. So listen to the City Break for Show. Your messages are welcome on 0549-986-996. Joseph Adoboinla says, Sky, thank you for the insightful information on the the works of parliament. Some of these things are not well explained by the politicians because they want to confuse and rule you. (laughs) So listen to the City Break for Show. Sure. Richard Alaska is still here with me. So Richard, we've been going through um, like we said, the uh, the report on the standing orders, mm-hmm. and you've gone through the old committees mm-hmm. and you've gone through the realigned committees. Um I don't know whether you have other uh, bits of info yeah, to true. share with us.
11: You, so for instance, you know that we've had an issue with mm-hmm. um how MPs attend parliament, okay, how their attendance is recorded. Uh, in some cases we, in the past we've had situations where MPs just go write their name in the register mm. and the mails room and then they gone <laughs> <laughs> they,
7: don't, they don't they don't stay
11: for the Yeah, work to and do the work uh, they they go and do other things uh, sometimes they argue they are in committee meetings and all of that and then some of these things come up when issues come up as to whether the constitutional requirement that certain numbers be present in Parliament. Yes. The reason why I went to court uh, regarding the budget approval and disapproval, and then also uh, Justice Abdullah also went to court. You know, some of these matters have been taken on board by the report of the committee. For instance, on attendance of members of Parliament, the committee report says, taking into cons- co- uh, cognizance, of the or taking what was the word <laughs> taking cognizance, cognizance of the forgive me frequent concerns raised by members in respect of records of attendance in the votes and proceedings. The committee recommends the adoption of the signing of an attendance register in the chamber by manual or electronic means. Okay. The the signed register of attendance is expected to be evidence of attendance of a member in the chamber. Now this the committee hopes would address the concerns associated with attendance of members as recorded in the vote. So President, you have some okay. going yeah in.
7: let's speak to Dr. Rashid uh, Draman. He's executive director of the African Centre for Parliamentary Affairs. who'll get his thoughts on you know on on these reforms that Parliament wants to enact to see. How it will lead to the benefit of its own operations, uh, Doctor Draman, Good morning, and uh, many thanks for joining us on the City Breakfast Show. Good morning. Great. I, I, your initial thoughts on these the, these reforms that Parliament wants to put in place? It's looking at some of its committees. It wants to realign some of them. And uh, you know, what do you make of this step taken by the August House of Parliament?
20: Well, um, let me say this has been. Uh You know, uh, very, very long overdue. Uh, The reforms, I mean, the kind of review of the standing orders uh, started more than 10 years ago. Uh, Parliament after parliament tried. And then, uh, you know, I don't know, sometimes not able to, to wield enough political capital, the initiative dies. Uh, even after a lot of investments, because I remember our center invested a lot of money. Ghana did the same. Before then, I remember CDD and so on. So first, I must commend the leadership of parliament uh, for making sure that this time around, uh, at least, uh, this thing is coming uh, to fruition. You know... We we have come a long way, I mean, since the I mean, 30 years uh, of parliamentary democracy. when I mean, the world of parliaments, the world of democracy has evolved significantly. But our country, we have been static in terms of, uh, you know, the rules and procedures that we use to govern our parliamentary proceedings. And they are called standing orders because of their dynamic nature. So in every country, every now and then, the orders are reviewed just to take into account uh, the realities and so on and so forth. So, um, you know, in terms of uh, these reforms, I strongly believe that they will go a very long way uh, in enhancing our uh, democracy. The committees, first of all, uh, are going to be reduced in size, which I think is a very good thing because uh, best practice tells us that when a committee is too big, it becomes a little bit unwieldy. And we expect most parliamentary committees to work on the basis of consensus so that there are, I mean, they will argue and discuss. On the basis of their technical competence, but you come to our country. Some parliamentary committees are close to 31, and so on. You go to the UK, for instance. Their parliament, the size of the parliament, is almost uh, maybe three times uh, the size of our parliament. You take their public accounts committee, for instance. It's less than 20 members. You come to our space. Our public accounts committee is about 25 members. So is the Appointments Committee and so on. So I think that that's the first kind of uh, good thing. The second uh, is the fact that, you know, uh, a number of committees, I mean, almost all committees in our parliament are chaired by the ruling party except the Public Accounts Committee. And when we talk about our democracy here and uh, we assess parliamentary committees, I mean, the one that comes to everybody's mind in terms of performance is the Public Accounts Committee. And it's mainly because it's chaired by the opposition. So we had the likes of Honorable Kandapa, Honorable Salas Mensah, and so on. And now Honorable uh chairing the Public Accounts Committee. So we have been calling over the years for, you know, most of these oversight committees to be given to the parties that are now in power because oversight, even though uh, the responsibility of an entire parliament, practically we've seen in different parliaments, including our own, that when it comes to holding the government to account, it becomes a business of the opposition. So that is why if you have opposition chairing some of these oversight committees, it becomes a very good thing in the East African countries of Kenya, Uganda, Tanzania and so on, most oversight committees are shared by the opposition. So that's why I find uh, this initiative a laudable one. Then uh, we also have the Budget Committee. You know, previously, every every matter, budget and so on, finance is just uh, handled by the Finance Committee. And uh, in some countries... This is not the case. Uh, they have what is called a parliamentary budget office and a budget committee, which deals specifically with issues of budget, and then the rest of finance issues are dealt with the finance committee. So I have seen, you know, in these new reforms, some kind of uh, uh, decentralisation of the financial matters of our republic. But there are, I think, apart from the budget committee, there are other committees that would uh, deal with finance uh, besides the finance committee, which is a good thing. The other thing is we've seen also uh, the introduction of uh, a day for or an hour or hours for backbenches, because you know if you remember most people complain, we send people to Parliament, we never hear their voices and so on and so forth. Yes. And most of these are back benches. Usually, uh, the opportunity is given to the leadership to make statements and so on. And sometimes, you know, those who are sitting at the back, they never get the opportunity, even if they want to. Mm. So I think uh, there is an introduction of that. Then we also have the kind of private members' bills, which... Uh, started during the 7th Parliament under right hon. Uh, Michael Quay. Okay. Now I think uh, the frontiers are going to be expanded so that at least we can get more private members' bills uh, and so on and so forth. And then we also have, you know, uh, the introduction of a committee on post-legislative scrutiny, which means that, you know, the laws that have been passed in this country Every now and then, the committee will look at these laws and see whether they are really uh, responding to uh, the gaps that they were supposed to fill. Uh, in most countries, these, days, I mean, these are done so that if the law is not really, you know, up to date or a lot has happened, then those revisions are made. Uh, so, um, I think all in all, I mean, the reforms are quite far reaching and I believe they would uh, enhance, I mean, our democratic practice. And then one thing that I forgot is the fact that now I think uh, uh, most governance institutions in our country are going to have to come before uh, parliament at least to account for their stewardship, Mm. Uh, even if it is just maybe uh, accounting for how they use resources that were appropriated to them by Parliament, okay. you know, it's only government ministers who show up before, and we know the tussle, for instance, in this country when Parliament wants even the EC, for instance, to come before it to answer certain questions. I mean, it's uh, it's not in their standing orders, but now I think uh, they want to make sure that there is some clarity and there are some kind of uh, procedures and structures in place to make sure that all these things happen. Um we would have loved to see, uh, you know, a lot of the oversight committees, I mean, just uh, beyond the, uh, the appointments committee chaired by the opposition. But if you read the, the reforms, I think uh, some of those committees uh, are now left to the discretion of parliament to apportion on the basis of numerical strength mm. in the House uh which is i mean I think one limitation that I have seen. the second one is the fact that you know uh, i was i took part in some of the the kind of work that that uh, that came uh up to this point okay and one of the suggestions that I made was for our parliament to in the standing the new standing orders to have what is called the committee of the future you know the committee of so the that- future. Yes, indeed. Because in some parliaments, we have that. So, for instance, in the parliament of Finland, I mean, we used to go to Finland uh, every year. We had a collaboration with the parliament. And I've gone there with many, many MPs from our country, including, Mm -hmm. I mean, people like Honabu Kandapa and others. We've had programs there. I mean, just to learn, to see how a small country like that, I mean, has managed you know, to achieve the level of development that it has. And one of the committees that, I mean, they have, which is amazing, is a committee of the future, where, you know, MPs just sit down and imagine various scenarios about their country and uh, try to see how do we reposition our country, I mean, uh, in order to respond to some of these things. So they, they, they usually are able to, you know, prepare themselves and, uh, get a lot of shock absorbers so that when some of these, uh, unforeseen things happen, at least their country is not, uh, is not found in, in, in a very deep hole. Uh, that didn't make it to, I mean, these, uh, proposed new standing orders. And then, uh, is it Nathan, right? Yes, Nathan, uh, yeah. huh. So Nathan, if you remember on the, on the, like after the state parliament was inaugurated, mm-hmm. we had a challenge because the standing orders, for instance, were not made for hung parliament. We never imagined. So that's why, for instance, I'm talking about this committee of the future. Okay. We never imagined that we wake up one day and we have a divided parliament and then we don't know who is majority, who is minority. The speaker had to make a ruling. So I was hoping that in these new standing orders, at least uh, some of these matters will be clarified, including, including even imagining that someday we might wake up and have in the parliament not only the NDC and the MPP, but another maybe third party that is uh, numerically strong mm, okay. as the two parties. We saw that happen in Sierra Leone I mean, in the last parliament before this year' election. They woke up, their standing orders are limited because they didn't know how to deal with this all these other parties that now have presence and strength in parliament. I was hoping that some of these things uh, would have found their way in the standing orders, even if we are not there yet, but to just imagine a day when we wake up and then we have all these things. Mm. But all in all, I think uh, very good reforms, and I must commend them for, uh, for taking the bold initiative and this time making this happen.
7: All right, Doc, thank you. Thank you so, so much for your time. That was Dr. Rashid Rahman, Executive Director of the Africa Centre for Parliamentary Affairs. Very interesting points he raised. So he's generally happy and he said, well, he would have wanted to see a few other things in there, looking at some of these unknown scenarios. Mm. For example, like we are experiencing today where there's a parliament that's almost razor thin down the middle. Mm. And I guess, well, I, I guess as we go along, parliaments will try and see how we can mix and match. But I get his point that we need to think about some of these scenarios because one day they could be very possible. They could happen. What if one day we even wake up and you have an opposition dominating the numbers in
11: Parliament? (laughs) (laughs) I must must confess that uh, Dr. Rashid Rahman played a huge part in... in, in moulding myself into what I, I, I have become in terms of my understanding of parliamentary rules and procedure. Mm. Because uh, his organisation expended a lot of resources to take us to a training uh, to understand what the rules are, the procedure, and to see what mm-hmm. happens okay. in other jurisdictions, okay. including Canada, Kenya, and all of that. So yes, I mean, he's a fine brain on parliamentary practice and procedure, and he's attended so many, many parliamentary sittings around the globe. So when he's talking... He has a, a great deal of understanding what parliamentary practice is generally, and what we should do here in Ghana to fine-tune our own practices and procedure to make them uh, top-notch. So yes, his recommendations and views should be taken in that light, because mm-hmm. with the greatest respect to everybody who has something to know or not know about Parliament, he knows his stuff. Uh, you know, so when he speaks, we should we should take it with some 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 weight um let me let me also say quickly that if you look at the committee report, yes, you know previously there were issues with why committees hide and do their things we <laughs> hide <in quotes. laughs> yeah, that's right, so you know that the committee on public- ac- accounts they normally sit in 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 public, it was spearheaded previously, and it has become the standard for um what do you call it public settings of committees of the house yes and then also you know about the committee on appointments again they also traditionally sit uh, you know in the public domain and and they do their work now the committees um that do not generally sit in the public domain uh, for one reason or the other uh, things are about changing because this report that um, I'm reading to you has specific, you know, recommendations that, you know, these other committees, finance and all these committees that normally like to hide behind, you know, the cover of oh, <laughs> we are doing parliamentary work. <laughs> uh-huh, they are saying that they should generally sit in in the public domain unless. Um, it is discerning otherwise that okay maybe because of A B C D sensitivity of a particular information or all of that those matters should be should be should should be discussed behind closed doors. So, for instance, the the specific paragraph that deals with this says that since the inception of the Fourth Republic, the appointments committee has held this you know sittings in public. In keeping with the open governance principle, the Public Accounts Committee commenced the sittings in public in the year two thousand and five. Since the Fifth Parliament of the Fourth Republic, the Committee of Privileges and Committee on Government Assurances have both also held their sittings in public to take evidence. In building upon the openness and transparency in parliamentary democracy, it has become necessary to consolidate the gains made in open governance process. It is therefore recommended that unless otherwise determined by the committee, all committee sittings... For the purpose of taking evidence, be held in public. This proposal, which is in, a, in consonance with the goals of the strategic plan of Parliament, is to further strengthen the public involvement in the work of Parliament and Parliament citizenship engagement. In pursuance of these goals, Parliament will commence the public broadcasting of committee sittings and verbatim reporting of proceedings. So. Greater transparency, and and I must commend all the people who worked previously but uh, did not get it to this stage, and particularly the Honourable Bagbin, who is now the Speaker, who is ensuring that the talk of reforming the procedures and and, and the rules of Parliament is is not only about talk talk, <laughs> but real action it's, it's, is, it's, is 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 happening, mm. and and also on the uh, committees that the minority will be chairing. Uh, the chairpersons of the following committee will be appointed from the membership of the party or parties in parliament other than the party or parties which form the government. So the public accounts committee, traditionally from the, 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 the minority, uh, so that will be maintained. Committee on subsidiary legislation, again, subsidi- uh, traditionally from the minority. Now, committee on government assurances and parliamentary assurances, we uh, yeah, are now minority. Um, Budget committee, minority will be chairing it. And appointments committee, imagine that the appointments committee Mm. one of the most powerful appoint uh, what you call it bodies in parliament Mm. will now be chaired by the minority you know no longer the honorable jose or honorable you know marking as as the the deputy the appointments committee chaired by the (laughs) minority imagine that
7: yeah
11: you know we we should expect some interesting days ahead we
7: should so, listening to The City Breakfast Show, your messages are welcome on 5 A quick message from the GRA. They say that they've received complaints from sections of the taxpaying public, especially taxpayers registered with the Medina Taxpayer Office, uh, who are being called by an imposter named Justice Mensah, posing as a staff of the GRA. Now, Mr. Mensah has attempted to defraud taxpayers in a special registration exercise as well as to pay taxes. Now, the G.R.A. is telling everybody that the authority has not engaged or contracted any individual company or group of persons to carry out any special re-registration exercise on its behalf. If somebody like that calls you or you hear of a scheme like that, contact the nearest police station or speak to the G.R.A. at their head office of Starlet 91 Road near the Sports Stadium or call to free or send an email info at gra.gov.gh or visit gra.gov.gh. Now, in line with the Government of Ghana's digitalization agenda, First Atlantic Bank's collection platforms provide corporate institutions, SMEs and individuals easy easy and convenient payment um, services... For the following, GRA payments, government agency payments, post and prepaid ECG payments and SNIT tier 1 pension contributions. Say goodbye to the stress and hassle of payments and switch to First Atlantic Bank's payment platform today. If you want water, just get in touch with Standard Water. 25 years of experience and they've been providing quality and refreshing water to quench your thirst. Call them on 20 or 547 334385 This ad is FDA approved. If your thing is insurance, speak to Old Mutual. They are ten years. They've been doing great things in the last decade. They are they were the first to introduce an uh, to introduce WhatsApp insurance in an annuity package. Call them on 0501-579-204 or visit oldmutual.com.gh for more info. Are you ready to feel the ecstasy of victory, the rush of a goal or the goosebumps of the crowd when they sing together? GoTV is bringing you all the La Liga and Serie A games, all the Premier League and UEFA games that matter. Get your GoTV decoder and 1 month super subscription for 249 CDs and enjoy all the great games because it be football overload. GoTV love it. And ECG is saying that between July eleven and the 11th of September. They are going on Operation Zero. They will be deploying ECG staff to the premises of customers to demand payment for outstanding bills. And they will be assisted by a security agency. So if you do not get your act together or you try to interfere with the exercise, you will be apprehended. Now, ECG says that the Public Utilities Regulatory Commission's ally gives it full access to installations. Therefore, customers and the general public are advised to cooperate with the ECG to carry out its mandate. Help ECG to serve you better. So, listening to the City Breakfast Show, more of your comments are coming in on 0549-986-996. Uh, Richard, the last guy is here with me. Godford Akotoba. Godfather has been quiet all morning. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> this is Sky's
9: tutorial, so... Yes, you are listening to... <laughs> I'm listening, but um just... I'm very, very happy um, that the Ghanaian Parliament shows that there is more to what they do than sometimes what we see. Okay. Second is they being able to see beyond the normal MPP N D C constraints that they work in. Okay. Because if you look at some of the new uh, committees that Sky has mentioned, frankly, the if if we we were to view this in the normal light of how Parliament operates, mm-hmm. you would not think that committees like this will ever come to life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that from the next Parliament, the appointments committee chair mm-hmm. is an opposition MP. Mm-hmm. That. The, uh, there's an extension of the security committee, for instance, where you must come and sit. Security couples can now be summoned to come and provide briefings properly. Mm-hmm. That the EC's appropriations have to, conversations can be had around that, you know, um, avenues to try and distress some of the committees. Also, because I'm sure they would have recognized that some of the committees, uh, and, and I had a, an interesting voice, uh, yesterday where one mp said every mp who goes to parliament says he wants to join the finance committee there was this thinking that, if that you go there, the some port block, of yeah, some have block there's yeah. a block there that, you know? so if you, the yeah, so <laughs> you go to finance or if you are not lucky they get energy Yeah, Mm -hmm. between those two, there you are set. Where did it? Where where did (laughs) it? So every MP, every Mm -hmm. new MP wanted to be in that group, you know. But what they've been able to do is to deconstruct some of these committees, Mm -hmm. spread Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. work around, so that now uh, you can see a working towards enhancing democratic practice. Mm -hmm. Okay, Um, it's also well and good that they set it up, but how they operate it. Mm Going forward, once it comes becomes uh, functional, mm-hmm. it's important to how our democracy will grow. But the initial steps to do these things, mm-hmm. I, I I am blown away that they've mm-hmm. been able. It's taking a, quite a, a few years, yeah,
4: it's a yeah, to
9: get these things done. You know, people always resist changes like this. Yeah, because because let's let's I, I think <laughs> Sky has not been blunt enough. These are significant changes in the practice. Okay of our parliament, you know. And like I'm saying, because it it takes powers from places, Mm -hmm. spreads it, uh, improves transparency significantly, Mm. um, both within parliament, uh, increases perhaps some of the checks Mm -hmm. that it can now have on certain institutions. Mm. These are things that we require in our democracy. Hopefully they do not get abused Mm -hmm. or used improperly. But in the spirit that they have decided to do this, these are far reaching democratic reforms that we have been craving for. And look, uh, realign committees, new committees. So there's a uh, committee on security and intelligence, parliamentary affairs, human rights. Mm -hmm. You know, because I always tell you that if we're to do a conversation around global topics now
7: yeah human rights human rights
9: is a key conversation that we 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 don't really take serious in ghana and it might have been hidden in some corner but now it has its own committee okay a budget committee and i look at this sky this almost looks like a u.s style they they relied on uh,
11: you know what happens in other countries including the uk kenya India, you know, U.S., these models to actually perfect, uh, or, you yeah. know, seek to perfect, Yeah, yeah. our own... We, you building. mentioned
7: that because in places like the U.S., you know, when you have, say, a Senate committee on defense, and it's a, it's a huge, huge deal. Yeah, you know, defense. you have... Mark Zuckerberg mm-hmm. and Co. being someone to come and sit yeah. before a Senate committee mm-hmm. and answer questions mm-hmm. it 's a massive thing
9: mm-hmm. yeah so I I, I, I I think Parliament has done an outstanding job on this yeah you't know, have a
7: question
11: just to add to what you said about particularly the appointments committee, you know that often the impression created publicly, which appears to be supported by the practices we 've seen of or the conducts we 've seen of the chair people or the people who have chaired the, this particular committee in the past. Questions very legitimate that everybody expects answers to. The chairman overrules it. He just overrules it that, look, you can't answer. ask that question, ask another question. Mm-hmm. Because that question, for instance, is taken up uh, by a minority member of parliament. You know, some of these questions, you go back to in, into the records, you realize, for instance, the Honorable Suhini Hassan, mm-hmm. You know, when, for instance, the finance minister was being grilled for the job, (laughs) you know, a number of issues came out about, you know, potential, you know, conflict Conflict of interest interest. and matters of whether he can do the job and all of that. Some of these questions were not allowed through. But, you know, the evidence is there for all, all of us to see as to whether some of these things ought to have been allowed. So imagine that a minority member is chairing the appointments committee going forward. So, there will not be an opportunity to hide, you know, under the protection of the chairman of the committee. And and then, a critical question that has to be asked will not be asked, or even where it is asked, it will not be allowed on the basis of what the chairman thinks of the question. Mm -hmm. I think that particular reform is also great. Uh, Godfrey, please. Yeah,
9: so I I hope they are able to uh, implement this properly and make progress with the democracy. That's all.
7: I will add I, to I, this. Sky, I just want to ask. So, I see that in the realigned committees, for example, there isn't one on um, um, youth, sports, <laughs> and culture. Does it mean that... It there's a committee
9: not... on youth and sports.
7: There's a committee on youth and sports. Yes,
9: on the realigned committees. Okay,
7: committee I, I, I did not see it in my list. Okay, then yes. if, that's, if isn't, that's fine. So, mm. I just wanted to find out what would happen to some of the committees that I thought were not there, but Godfrey has clarified Oh, yeah, yeah. the
11: realigned committees. So there are existing committees which have not been touched. There are committees that have been realigned to reflect, you know, a new way of doing, doing things. things. And then there are new
9: committees to deal with specific matters. Okay. You know. And, you know, just, I thought I'd... I'm just reading... For instance, the Committee on Security and Intelligence. Let me just read this out. Mm -hmm. The committee proposes for the establishment of a committee on security and intelligence. The increasing role of security and intelligence agencies in modern democracies, Mm -hmm. best practices from... Other democracies, including the UK and India, suggest that parliaments must have a committee empowered part to monitor mm-hmm. and exercise oversight responsibility of the intelligence establishment. The committee would also be vested with the power to access highly classified information mm-hmm. for the purposes of exercising its mandate and to report to the House. Very, very sensitive job, mm-hmm. but also important in the light of some of the things that we've seen the regular interior and defense committees not do. Do, yeah in this country. Mm-hmm. And we've spoken about, mm-hmm. for instance, they need to have civilian oversight, mm-hmm. civilian input mm-hmm. into the activities of the police and all the other services that our taxpayers cater to mm-hmm. or cater for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, yes, they might be there for our defense, but they are supposed to be there for us and not to abuse us mm-hmm. and not to misuse their powers that we have yeah. given them. So, to have a committee of MPs outside of the Committee on... Uh, security, uh... defense, and interior. I mean, yes, and I don't even see that that committee anymore. No, no, so so that's why I'm saying that. So there are realigned committees. Yes.
4: Uh
9: huh. So I, I am particularly happy mm-hmm. with this one, and I I will be watching
13: closely. Closely. Because so that's your area. You yeah, this, this
9: one. I'll be watching that one and the committee on human rights. Uh-huh. Yeah, th- these are key. These yeah. are very key because we have had quite a few. Otherwise, otherwise. If we had this, imagine if we had this committee on human is doing that Simon misbehaviour. Immediately, somebody is making an appearance. You are providing documents. Who signed off what? Mm-hmm. So that we, the general public, we the citizenry, would know that there are people who are looking out for our interest, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that is my charge to the new, the people who will make up these new committees. You are going there for our interest. Our interest that means the general public. Do mm-hmm. so.
7: So somebody and sends me a text message and is asking, "What about a committee for consumer protection?"
11: <laughs> oh no, that will come under trade <laughs> so and, and related yeah. matters. Just to add to what yes. Godfrey said, you know, I would have pushed for the committee responsible for um, national security mm. to come under the domain of the minority. Why? Because often the the, the they, they they seek to protect. The use or misuse of the policing institutions to achieve executive whims. Okay. Do you understand? So, in cases where... For yeah. instance, when whoever was responsible for the military intruding into parliament on the day they yes, were trying yes, to elect yes, a new speaker, I mean, as we speak, that matter hasn't been, you know, investigated. It's not been
7: investigated.
11: Ideally, if that that committee was alive at the time or perhaps was formed at the time and the the authority to lead his work ceded to the minority group you would have seen action an invitation extended to whoever was was leading the platoon of of soldiers who were there on the night to come and explain why they thought it was proper to intrude into parliamentary proceedings Mm -hmm. to do whatever you understand The Ashaiman development, you know, it is in the interest of the government to sometimes, you know, cover these things because it is not good for international review of human rights standards and all of that, you understand? So if you have the minority leading the charge in these spaces, you would see that, for instance, imagine if uh, my good friend, uh, an honorable member for Medina, who see. is respected globally for his contribution to human rights, you know, deepening of human rights and, and, and all of that in, in, in Ghana and, and, and across Africa? Imagine if he is the chairperson of the Committee on Human Rights and this thing happened in Ashaiman. You would have expected some robust action in Parliament to deal with this matter.
4: Mm.
11: But currently, the committee is in the hands of uh, the Honorable Kennedy A.J. He's doing some work, I hear, and and, and doing fairly well asking some critical questions. But the robustness with which a minority MP would deal with a matter, uh, you know, it is not the same thing you would expect from a majority member of parliament. So that particular committee, uh, uh, looking at the committees that will be in the hands of the minority, it would seem to me that it is not one of the things that, uh, uh, what do you call it? Let let me look at that, that list again. Uh, yeah. So yes. Yeah, so the public accounts, committee on subsidiary, committee on government assurances, budget committee and appointments committee. Yes, these are the ones that the minority MPs will be handling. I would respectfully submit that human rights, where it is on the pecking order, mm-hmm. we should cede the responsibility to lead that committee with the minority. And then also the committee on... Uh, uh, there's this other committee, the Committee on Defence and Interior, okay. uh, which is now Security and National Intelligence and all of that. Uh, also, we should look at that properly. You know. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> you know, as I submitted earlier, how the governments use these institutions to create all kinds of problems. I believe that you know perhaps we should reconsider and and see that with with the minority. So that they would ensure greater accountability uh, and ensure that all of us get to where we want to be. Mm.
4: <laughs> We're we,
8: we, yeah. we Can you hear this song? If you hear this song, get your kicks on no time, my friend that we gone. We go, gone, you know, you need a crow no more. We don't feel waste time for no bag brothers. No, no more. They go see me for a country side If yeah. you died, they go see me, oh yeah. They go follow my damn She's sad.
19: Wait for nobody with a far candle what yeah so they wish time. Everybody gave your own blessing. I touch him on usually the hate man. By the time I'm moving so better when I be doing on the matemal and they would baseline. If you say me human hint, chimcos Yahoo, my child am in the daytime. If it's a modern water lobe,
7: it's an amount of man or the call back. I feel like who's the fame will be all there. So listening to the city break for show. So when a good time nine twenty-nine luck for the
8: 86996 give
7: for your messages on zero five four nine nine eight six nine nine six
19: If I think about the place where I came from uh, And all the things that I've been through, It's kinda of funny how you just wanna say some CVP i me some I started off broke Oh mummy I'm a call but the nigga don't choke Nobody for uh, try me if you know the one smoke uh, I know it's hard but I'm giving y'all hope when you are feeling like the wall is against you your back against the wall, God is gonna send you an angel. Tell yes. I me, mean, baby, I go rise when you fall, so don't stop, stay strong. Oh. You know, be overnight, you go take long. When you go ten times down, you go rise ten times, stop, sing along. Are we done? Oh. Can you hear this song? Yes. If you hear this song, yes. get yes. your kicks on, no time, my brother, we gone, we gone, we gone. We gone. We
8: gone. You know, you need know. a crown no, no more. We know if no no we waste time for no pagan brothers, yes. no, no more. No more. They will see we fall, country
7: still listening to the city breakfast show now for those who do not know tomorrow we are having the swimming championship happening at the trust sports emporium or popularly called the Bookum Boxing arena they have a lovely olympic size olympic standard size pool there i'll be giving you details on the teams uh, that have registered for that event before the show ends Maybe you are part of the team and you didn't know that your team had registered. So I'll be mentioning the teams that have registered for the National Swimming Championships that are taking place over the weekend, tomorrow and Sunday. Organised by City TV and City FM and we are partnering the Ghana Swimming Association for that. We'll get to that in a bit though, but um, let's talk about skills development.
8: Can you hear this song? I have
7: Dr. Fred Che Asamwa. He's Director General the Commission for TVET. And like I said, Monday, there's an event that is happening at the UPSA Auditorium. And Dr. Asamwa is here to give us some more details. Good morning. Welcome to the City Breakfast Show.
21: Good morning and thanks for having me.
7: Wonderful, wonderful. We do know that the Ghana Skills Development Fund uh, is a challenge fund that addresses the skills needs of enterprises right operating in both the formal and informal sectors of the economy um we'll talk about what you're doing on monday but but let's talk about apprenticeship training jobs that you've managed to create or give to to people can you give us some numbers in terms of how many jobs that you've given so far
21: um those studies are ongoing but mm-hmm. I, I could talk about those that we've been able to train yes um it, Apprenticeship training cuts across. You okay. know, we have a national apprenticeship policy that we're going around to educate stakeholders and engage mm. them on it. Uh, it's basically every school training requires a hands-on training where not only what you do in the classroom, but you have to be at the industry to see the real world, the world mm. of work, okay. what happens, what we call workplace experience learning. So if you look across... Uh, the five-year strategic plan that has been implemented Mm. is to sanitize the system and harmonize it hitherto 2017 we had all scattered institutions which was dealing with different ministries as i'm talking to you now we have a service tvs service that is to look at the pretension education delivery um we also have a commission to help regulate it and in terms of training the numbers uh, um, when the free secondary education started, mm. and the numbers moved up to twenty four thousand plus, mm. and as we are talking now, the enrollment to our TVS schools is fifty thousand plus. Fifty
7: thousand plus. plus. I see.
21: Then um, there are other apprenticeship program or skill training programs that are going on in the country, but the government want to harmonize and be able to give the figures as you ask them. Mm. Um, but with the Ghana TVET Voucher Project. Uh, We've been able to train on less than 18,000-plus mastercraft persons, apprentices, and their workers in various skill areas, um, like um, the cosmetology industry, Mm -hmm. um, fashion, the apparel, and textiles industry, construction sector, and we are adding more to include other sectors going forward because um, due to the implementations and the lessons learned, we are looking forward to um, add 50,000 new apprenticeship training Mm -hmm. uh, under the Ghana Jobs and Skills Project and also the Ghana TVED Voucher Project. Um, There has been extra commitment of funds uh, with the Ghana TVED Voucher Project. We're looking at about 20 million years and um, with the jobs and skills project we're looking up to about 40 million dollars. So all in the quest to make sure the gaps in skills that we need as a country is uh, is bridged, and uh, also to make sure the informal sector training it's simple because when you look at industry, industry doesn't care about whether you got trained in the informal sector <laughs> yeah. or the formal sector. Industry looks at standards. If you if we got to deal with electric installation, mm. we wouldn't say because this is an informal person that is no. fixing it so the standards are different. If this is formal person, no. Uh, if you got to deal with auto, you, you can't let... Uh, you cannot allow somebody to fix your car, because the person is in informal sector, he can fix and kill you, or the person is a formal sector, he can fix and kill you. So the standards are also being, we want to bridge it. The good thing and the good news in Ghana is that Ghanaians love to learn, Okay. okay. and um, the fact that we had a lot of them going to the informal sector to train means that Ghanaians love to have skills. Uh the only thing is we have always seen them in the informal sector, so either we are underpaying them mm-hmm. or we are overpaying them, or that there's no responsibility and accountability between both the service provider and the uh, the one that is benefiting from the service so uh all these things have been put together with the national apprenticeship policy and also to make sure that there's a harmonized system to ensure certification so We've gone through the first year, five-year strategic plan mm. from 2018 to 2022. and This year we are evaluating it and we're working on the next strategic plan. Um, okay. I think on the 21st, we'll be validating... The draft strategic plan, okay. the ministry, the Commission for TVET, and the Ministry of Education will be validating the five-year strategic plan. It will move forward uh, for uh, cabinet to review, update it, and uh, approve for implementation. will be looking forward to the next. Um, we'll be looking forward to the next five-year strategic okay. plan for TVET. Is mm-hmm. there? Is it helped? If um, if we have been doing this from independence and having strategic plan for TVET now would have been good Uh, Mm. the students are writing examination now TVET exam and we have uh, serialized the exams and I'm excited to see the seriousness and our TVET students hitherto we thought the TVET students are rowdy (laughs) and uh, now go to I'm just coming from Accra Technical Training Center calmness in the exam you will never think that the examination is going on and everybody is doing their independent work As challenging as it might be, because everything, when you start, it might have teaching problems. I believe that um, from what I've seen and what is going on, if the country is to continue and improve on this and focus on individualizing our training, and that's what TVED does. If you do competency-based training, Mm -hmm. it's based on your strength. The fact that you can run faster doesn't mean I cannot get to the same place that you get mm-hmm. to. So we focus on teaching and learning. So with this exam, students will have time to improve on their weakness and their strength will be enhanced. Uh, instructors in TV to mm-hmm. say facilitators, said They will also be focusing on ensuring that the students are being given skills. And you can be good with your skills when you are numerate and literate. Mm. And we if don't you can say, count and read. Exactly. Mm. So it's very critical part of our T V system. And um these things that have been put together and is being worked on government is it's, it's laudable. We have a lot of unsung stories as country that mm. we need to be proud of. We shouldn't only talk about the bad things. Um no news means good news, but um, these are the things that uh, other countries have been projecting and it's helping to get a lot of them going to it. Now the students are happy because now the industry know that the exam is serialized, so nobody is writing the exam for the other person. When it comes to the hands-on assessment, mm-hmm. to, you perform, it's not somebody going to perform for you. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, industry have more strength, and more hope and confidence in yeah. TVET certificate. Because I can know bet that, you, you know, the we will have, have more assessed, young yeah. ones going into TVET. Ghanaians are smart. They can be innovative. They can be creative. We have more of our learners going to TVET. They say we are able to get even twenty percent. We're way below ten percent now we are about we are about ten about eleven percent there about we are medium term looking to be at twenty okay. percent long term fifty percent. if we get there, there will be a lot of competition among the skilled trained individuals in Ghana, creativity setting innovation setting then we can start having uh, products that we can export. We have a student that is doing something that normally what we do we tend to imitate. what has been done abroad Mm -hmm. and we do it's good that's the first start but the more we do and we have a lot of them going to it we will come out with things that have never been produced because what we do in can normally we tend to patronize things that have been produced and our young ones just imitate them it's like we are always trailing them in the fifth industrial revolution that is so smart that you are merging uh, biology and Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. uh, physical structures together it's a good thing. You get to an airport and they don't need to look at your passport. Just your iris alone can tell a lot and you walk through. These are things that we can do if we can give the confidence as much as possible to our young ones. You and I are gone. We are we don't control the world anymore. <laughs> the
13: world the young the ones, ones, those
21: that are in primary school, junior secondary, secondary school, those are the ones that we need to focus on to Correct the wrongs that we couldn't mm. do. And I, I think uh, uh, for me, uh, government is on the right path, and we need to not only applaud but encourage government to do more. To do more. then the core is on industry. Because this thing that government is doing is to make the local industry successful. And uh, the call is on industry to also collaborate with government. Because when it comes to skills development, government is a big elephant. It takes a long time to turn around. Industry can just uptake new technologies and change it Mm -hmm. and review. So... We need a strong collaboration with industry to do that. We've reached out. I'm happy that we have the sector skill bodies. Mm. We need to work more to make them more relevant, more vibrant, more engaging, so that at the end of the day, our TV system will be led by industry. Industry. At least 51% should be from industry and 49% from government. Um, For now, I can say it's about 90-something percent from government and, then, and it's not sustainable. Because so we, so we
7: need to bring yeah, that down. Some, yeah,
21: I mean, even when there's parity is something. It's, it's because great. look at all the advanced countries. There's none that you can talk of that has done well with skill development, with human capital development, and is doing well economically, that the industry is not fully yeah. engaged yeah. Yeah. in yeah. supporting skill training. It's only in Ghana that government is doing everything. And we always complain. And uh, I know there's issues got to do with taxes, issues got to do with um, balancing your books and all that. But chicken and egg situation, we have to have <laughs> yeah. a breaking point to say that, yes, government has done this. We, as industry, wants to meet him uh, halfway and find a solution. Because they... No matter how good you are, well city, I know you are doing very well, you're doing fantastic, but you are not doing well because of the four walls. You are doing well because of the human capital yeah, in that's, here. That's true. And uh, there cannot be any promise that the human capital can continue to come if the country doesn't create that, yeah. this yeah. So no matter how well you are doing as industry, you need the human capital. You still need to more, more
7: human beings to sustain yeah, Great.
21: people will be moving on to, to places. other places so we, we need, need to, to train them. more uh, and especially focusing on uh, TVET, which mm-hmm. makes more than 80% of the skill you need to be successful.
7: Monday, we know you are you are putting out a, a launch and it's an important... Just run us through briefly what exactly will be happening there and then finally, what happens after you launch? What's the way forward?
21: Okay, so, you know, um I think somewhere last year I came to talk about Call for proposal for the Ghana Skill Development Fund is part of the five year strategic plan and government's commitment to transform TVET and to provide skills uh, for industry. And um, we decided not to do the official launch, but we start off to see how it's going to work with the system. It's, It's a rigorous. And um thorough exercise because that is a lot of money. Almost sixty million US dollars government has committed to support skill development and a dedicated fund. We we don't just want to give it out and not have any um returns on investment for government and to uh employ people, get people employed. You know one of the biggest headaches for government is to make sure that they create an enabling environment for industry to employ. So Mm -hmm. the Skill Development Fund is to support industry gaps with skill provision. Okay, And um, I'm happy to say that um, almost 111 entities uh, or enterprises or associations have been fully approved, and they've signed contracts. So this time, we are launching something that we have already uh, implemented it. We don't just want to implement. Sometimes you line something and you don't uh, you, uh, implement. You so really this time, off. you come there and you can speak to people that have signed a contract, and not just only signed contract, but they have received funds, and implementation is ongoing, and we are also monitoring and evaluating whatever is being done. So on the 17th of July, at the UPS... Um, auditorium will be doing the official launching of the fund and to also put out the second call for proposal. Okay. And we're expecting the second call for proposal to be on the 1st of August this year. And um, we 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 believe that it's going to produce the outcomes that we are okay. looking for. We expect that not less than 42,000 plus jobs will be created mm. um, under this uh, Ghana the school Development Fund
19: mm, Wonderful Thank you so
7: so much I had Dr. Fred Chia Samoa In the studio with me He's the Director General At the Commission For TVET Very very interesting stuff So Monday There's a launch At the UPSA um, From 10 The Education Minister Will be there So I mean Make it there And see the great things That are happening Doc thank you so so much For your time wish you the very best
19: Wish you the very okay. best Still
7: listening to The City Breakfast Show um, Take some of your comments On 0549 nine nine eight six nine nine six right after this very short break
2: this is the city breakfast show the city's biggest conversation
6: unleashing the power of relevant radio this is city 97.3
8: we This song, if you hear this song, this song, get your kicks on, no time, my brother, we go, we go, we we you, know. you know, you need a crown no more, no we more. know if waste time and no pagan brothers, no. No, no, more. no more, they go see me for countryside, yeah. if you die, they go see me they go follow Monday.
19: Time to do it. With- for nobody, with a one I would to a dealer with the so Western Everybody get your own blessing. I touch my man, so. why you the hate man? By the time I'm moving, so better, when I be doing my name, I'm on the I tell my they me baseline. People they say me, you may know, hint me, me chink, cause I go through them in the daytime. If it's I'm a I'm on me, what the love? Eh? It's you say i I know the call back. Eh? I feel like me, mean, who's the fame, don't no be all there So want you to beg everybody go fall back. So when the good time comes, i the money to pile up for the countryside. If you don't wanna go see the people, we start with the ride inside. They go see me fall Countryside. If you dare they'll see me go. You go follow man, don't go for
8: a oh. country. Side.
19: Think about the place where I came from uh, And all the things that I've been to it's
7: 952 Say Music yeah. coming from Sarkody and Black Sheriff Call this one Countryside I was at every time I hear this song My mind takes me back to that <laughs>
19: like
7: Video of a police function mm-hmm. Where the police people are jamming to this song an Shout out to the police DJ so Stay Soon as he dropped it There was utter chaos
19: When you go ten- um,
7: pandemonium I couldn't believe it I'll send you that video I, I have it somewhere in my things <laughs> <laughs> prominent police were uh, jumping Charlie, the Charlie they've thrown all on the no 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 no, no, no.
10: <laughs> <laughs> I still listen to the CG no oh, Charlie
13: Chief Dampari I greet you big man too
10: Charlie some
7: of the big men yeah in the play. and of course Dr. Dampire wasn't there yeah, yeah, yeah. but in the video they were very prominent yeah. police no 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 yeah. <laughs> Join themselves. And shout out to the police. I forgot his name. Is it DJ Vino? I try to okay. remember that. Uh, oh, in that spirit,
11: you know, I remember the likes of uh Disio Pakrufier C of old Tete Teteyohono. Rose Bio Atunga. No, 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 no. Telling people pass, the police I is not going I tell you, I
7: tell you.
4: No,
11: Let's go to
7: some of the comments. Uh, yeah, some of the comments that have come in.
11: Okay, Julian um, says this morning uh, that I'm happy the appointments committee will be chaired by the opposition. Uh, and w- what I will want them to do is to work in the interest of the Ghanaian people. This one says, good morning, Nathan. I'm particularly worried about this new... Um, Uh, committees being put together called Ways and Means. Already, we've witnessed a lot of bills passed by our parliament which did not benefit us. Which Ways and Means... No, no. (laughs) will further aggravate our current bad situation. We should be careful about government's political gimmicks. Jones... (laughs) Uh, no, no, the Ways and not is not to do conicuros. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. No, it's actually to the, be the, the, the supervising generally. I, I don't want to use the super, you know, like monitoring and evaluating uh-huh. the world. So maybe they should the... have
7: given it a different name.
11: Uh, it, it takes the rules from what happens in the Westminster Parliament. They, they have the Ways and Means Committee. You,
7: know. <laughs> <laughs> you see, but... <laughs> you know that cultural context is key.
11: Hey, in
7: mean. that context, we ways and, and means. What is ways? What is means? But in English, <laughs> say ways and means. It has its own connotation. It's not necessarily the meaning. Yeah. It's the connotation. You know, uh, back in English class, they'll tell you. <laughs> connotative meeting a meaning and denotative meaning. Yes. Uh-huh. And we I'm you know what the two mean. very good. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> so you cannot fault the Ghanaian mind for reacting a certain way when it hears ways and
9: means.
7: <laughs> you know. But look i think maybe one of these days parliament should try and if they can just do a public forum just to explain mm-hmm. some of these. i don't know what, what you make of that i feel that every now and again parliament should interface with the general public you know
11: um, I, I think that that should be happening yes. a lot uh, in the past we saw quite a number of moves in that direction um, but for some reason we've not seen a lot of that mm-hmm. lately yes um currently there are ongoing moves to restructure the public affairs arm of parliament mm-hmm. they are they are unpacking it into three different you know arms now uh, there'll be uh, an arm that is dealing with the broadcasting you know issues of parliament live and 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 mm-hmm. and you know making people know of what's happening in parliament there's also going to be a, a section that would interface directly with the public in terms of bringing parliamentary information, mm-hmm. responding to, you know, matters, inquiries, you know, questions from the media and all of that. And then there would also be some other institution. I, I have to get the entire organogram. Somebody was explaining it to me the last time. So it is no longer going to be just one person in charge of public affairs. Three different sections have been you know carved out of that okay and then they'll be manned by mm-hmm. uh, various various people let me go back to the comments nathan please i want to find out if these committees will be headed by minority mps or opposition mps which of them there are a number of yeah, them yeah, we we said. we've said a lot, uh, yeah. yeah that's right uh, this one says there seems to be normalcy now sanctity and respect it uh, seems, uh, appears to have been okay. They seem to have been restored with regards to Ghana's parliament in recent months. Let us hope this, this continues. It's coming in from Yakubu Ibn Chambas. Uh, this one says that this parliament would have been the best if they had buried their individual uh, dichotomies, <laughs> dichotomies in this context, <laughs> and put the interests of Ghana first. May God bless the speaker, Alban Bagging, and his leadership. Uh, in Parliament, the future is pregnant. He uses the hashtag #CTCBX. This one says, um, "Listen, I had my national service at the Eswar Court Vet, luckily under Dr. Samwa, and I can tell you that development has come to stay with TVET education, and there is more confidence in the policy direction uh, of uh, TVET. It's coming in from Anthony Eschen Rule, who, um, who sends that one in." yeah so that's what generally people are mm. saying but the way it means is not what
7: it's Ghanina not what people say. <laughs> <laughs> stop that. No, I'm just, yes. they should have changed the name <laughs> to <laughs> like <laughs> monitoring <laughs> and supervision or something but ways it means to the ghanaian mind they mean means something else i'm not saying that that's what it means i'm only saying that it connotes something the
13: cultural you know.
7: ah, you
19: know you go ten tank smoke I know it's hard but I'm giving you hope when you're feeling like the wall, is against you yes. and you're back against the wall
7: 9.59 we are wrapping it up here on the Friday edition of the city breakfast show Don't
19: stop, stay my name
7: is Nathan Kwa I sat in for Benadavle Richard the last guy was here Godfrey Dakotobo was also here when like the wall. show produced by the tag team back the wall. Caleb Kuna and Fred Jabano <laughs>
19: yes. be, rise fall, so.
7: Desmondiaco was uh, supporting us on the technical side of things Kaleb will be here with the news at ten, and after that,
19: like it's the
7: last working day of the week, so you know what it means. It means Dynamic Friday is back. Yes. See, I mean, baby, Chantel and Freeman will be here to spice up your Friday mid-morning. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't, I don't know what they are discussing today, but your... just know that it will be a vibe.
19: Well,
7: Going to swim. Yeah, tomorrow we are going to swim. Tomorrow we... Yes. <laughs>
4: tomorrow, we to swim. tomorrow we are going to swim. Tomorrow we are going
7: to. I said I'd give you the list of the teams. Let me just. Yes. Let me give you that very 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 quickly, mm-hmm. uh, because tomorrow is the swimming championships at the uh, Trust Sports Emporium. So, mm-hmm. teams that have registered: yep. Marlins, mm-hmm. Legon Sharks, mm-hmm. African Sharks, mm-hmm. Kumasi Dolphins. Okay. Temaseus, mm-hmm. Torpedo, uh-huh. GH Aquatic Masters, okay, okay. Monarch Swimming Academy, Turtle Swim School, That's right. Alpha Swim School, uh-huh. Gaek Swimming Club, uh-huh. GH Bluefin's mm-hmm. and GH Dolphin's. Torpedo. Thank you. Torpedo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Torpedo one in the water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah man. So those are the teams. We'll discuss that more on Sports Panorama later today. Tomorrow and Sunday, we are having the first ever uh, National Swimming Championships put together by City FM, City TV, the City Sports Desk, and we are working with the Ghana Swimming Association to put this out there.